So, boys, I've been watching Barry on HBO. Terrific show. I, I've taken me a while to finally get into it. Um, and this is how my collector brain works. I started thinking it would be kind of cool to have a Barry in 1-6. Now, he's kind of like a Walter White, deeply flawed character. That'd be kind of fucked up to have in a 1-6 version. But are there any shows that y'all watch that are maybe deeper cuts that you'd want like a 1-6 figure from? I know Zach's going to say Merlin. All right, we don't even have to How go there. How dare you? How fucking dare? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> of course. But Zach, um, maybe we'll start with you. Oh, go ahead, Dean. How about you? Uh, I was going to say just on the, the flawed character side of things, Dexter. Dexter's an incredible character, but he is, uh, like, without a doubt, a terrible person. Like, yeah. He's a murderer. Now, he murders even worse people, but, you know, that's only to quench his desire to kill people, right? So It's like those like, third-party companies that rip off other third-party companies. Wow. And like, I mean, like, you know, I mean... Is uh, that bad? Right. Yeah. Got my so, present toys for 150 bucks. That's that's one of those for me is is uh, one of those characters. that's like I really want him on the shelf, but also like he's a psychopath, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I've seen a few Dexter either customs so, or other companies have made it. Was the question yeah. obscure shows or bad characters? That you Maybe want? just like a deep cut, something that doesn't necessarily make sense sure. for most folks on their shelf for one six, but you'd want it. Yeah. I have said this for a while. I really, and I, I have a 3D printer, so at some point I may just try to do it or commission someone to do it, but I really want a 1-6 scale uh, King Arthur in the coronation outfit from the Merlin show. Um, I think Arthur is like my favorite character on the show outside of Merlin. Uh, Merlin, there's not really anything, like it's just all fabric, so I couldn't really make any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, Merlin, great show. And then honestly, a show Dozens that Dozens of about, people would love that. Dozens. Ten of people would love that. Um, the Orville, I've been watching it. We'll talk about that Ooh, later. But I, for some reason, I thought there were one six scale figures of the Orville, and I was disappointed that there wasn't. There was like Hero Clicks and like this company that makes like a replica of the ship that's actually in the show, but there's no, um, I couldn't really find any figures for them. Yeah. I'm a, really yeah. Um, I agree with you on the Orville, uh, but one of my favorite movies is called Wasabi with uh, Jean Renault. Uh, oh, his nice. character is Hubert Florentini. And there's a thousand Jean Renault head sculpts out there. And I started piecing together. It, he's just a like a cop in a suit. Uh, so it's like super easy to put together. So I started making that, but like nobody would know. They would just be like, oh, is that? That's a weird looking Leon, the professor. Like, well, I was going to say Leon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one character for me. How about you, Ben? Timmy Horton's the... Uh, I've got oh, no, so Timmy many. Horton. I've got so many floating around. Wow. Um, I'd want a, a Sam from Quantum Leap. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. Oh. Uh, Scott Bakula. Uh, nice. But in the yeah Quantum Leap version. Um, I'd want a Hero Nakamura and a Siler from Heroes. Uh, back in the day, I loved the first season of Heroes. Now uh, you're talking, Ben. I actually love that idea. Yeah, um, I used to really enjoy the Supernatural television shows. So a Sam and Dean uh, would also be cool. Maybe like later seasons, wow. Sam and Dean. Um, someone makes those, do they? Oh, that's yeah, I gotta look that up. Yeah, there's, a, there's up. A, at least like two different sets that I could think of. Yeah, cool. Joe Peace is a young Lando from Solo, that would be awesome, Ooh, but that'd be amazing. He's like super famous before Star Wars, so I can't even imagine how expensive 
it would be to license this portrait. And he doubled down and said that he's still going to do a show or a film uh, in the Star Wars universe. So I think he's going to be back at some point. We'll find out. Donald Glover. Well, um, Marco, did you give your pick already? Uh, Yeah, Barry Barry is my guy. Oh, Barry, Barry, Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen it yet. I got to watch that. It's pretty, it's weird. I think you'd enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people are saying they like the Orville. So we'll talk the Orville a little bit later, but let's get into it, boys. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You got a billion toys. You brought in the doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. This weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. And we want to thank everybody watching out there in TV land and podcast land, wherever you're watching us, whether it's live or on the replay. Thank you. We love you guys. Angels. 100%. Look at all these angels in the chat. We got Toy Mafia, Gotham, Cenobites, Cyborg, Thumbnail. You'll love to see it. Tukatri. Uh, Badfish, Michael Mann. Shout out to Michael and uh, Nick Mann. They are the inspiration for the episode title and the main discussion for tonight. So we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Uh, Joan, uh, every, hi everyone. Let's go CW DJ. We also have 12 Inch Moose Stream, King Dingaling, Naculio, the Great and Powerful Collector Joey, uh, Pablo Meza. Joey, I actually got to get you on uh, After Dark at some point. So send me a message on Instagram. Uh, Joker J, Saful, Baby Boy 562, excited for the. Ben Thomas and friend show today, boys. Uh, Baden, 23. <laughs> yeah, some bullshit. <laughs> Renz Tolentino. Yeah, it's some bullshit. MB Dyson, 829. Joker J. We also have OG fan. Hold my balls. No, thank you. Joe P. Big Dog Pound 1. Uh, we also have Lane the Legend Kramer. Uh, Michael says the Orville is fire. Dude, I don't think I could love that show anymore. That's John true. Ortiz. It's good. We'll talk about I it. I can't wait till we talk about it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Let me see here. Uh, King Dingling. Uh, didn't Dragon make a great 1-6 uh, Wasabi Gene uh, Reno figure back in the what? day? Oh, I think uh, they did. It's terrible. <laughs> Jazzy in the chat. Uh, S. Beam. Uh, sweet, sweet angel. Uh, look at this. Joker J says, I am Jay. Glad to have you here, Jay. Uh, and big old Fern. Uh, guys, we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. To be honest, we don't have a ton of news but that has never stopped us on a Tuesday. Uh, Dean, before we get into it, we have a very special segment that we start off all the best shows with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get new this week? I had a pretty busy week. Uh, all of it in smaller scale stuff, but I finally got caught up on my Sonic figures, guys. 
So no more hunting for me for a while until the new wave nice. comes out. There's wow. zero chance you're caught up. There's got to be at least 20 more of these things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not wrong, but I'm not, I'm not buying those. All right. <laughs> um, How are so there I, so many? Because <laughs> a lot crazy. of characters, dude. There's tons there's of like characters. One character, maybe two. I, didn't realize <laughs> I know so it's many. a guy that runs around and gets rings. I don't yeah, understand yeah. anyways. Yeah, so it's uh, I got Chaos and Knuckles, uh, both at retail, which is nice because Chaos can sell for around like 50 bucks and he costs 11 you know after tax so i was happy to get both of those at retail uh i also picked up the mcfarland demon slayer figures they just hit the shelf like that day um uh rainer had found them like a month ago but they wouldn't sell them because street day wasn't popped yet oh really yeah so he he found them for me again but this time you know he was able to buy them so it's um tanjiro um zenitsu and uh nezuko yeah nezuko um a lot of my favorite only fans models you do the, <laughs> right one on the right there and i love it big fan of oh, man. <laughs> demon slayer and a great apparently. way to keep your rom your ramen warm too so there you go <laughs> uh, i also picked up the mcfarland five inch wow how dare you it's over my head <laughs> uh the mcfarland five inch my hero academia figures of uh deku or midoriya depending on how you you know call him and um bakugo who's fucking mentally ill i just started the show um a few days ago i'm Nothing on wrong season i'm like on season three no he's like fucking like it's like dude chill out bro but um i got some other figures coming in the larger scale um I missed out on them because I didn't watch the show. And then I was like, sure enough, I started watching. I was like, yeah, I love this. This is fucking fantastic. Um, so I got I got some figures coming. Uh, and then I also picked up the Figma um, Fate Grand Order Ruler figure or uh, Joan of Arc. She's fucking beautiful, fantastic. Again, Figma, you really can't go wrong. If you're looking for anime figures, Figma is the way to go. So... Uh, I picked that one up as well. So that was my week. Um, Hell of a week. That was a heck yeah. of a week, dude. Yeah. No and that's just the stuff that got delivered. Like I said, I got stuff in the mail. So no, I'll have more next week. And sorry, yeah. do you keep these all on the card as well? Or do you take these out and display these ones? Um, I have not. The Sonic ones, I do not take off the card. Uh, the Demon Slayer ones, I have not decided. And then the other My Hero figures I have are loose already. So I will... Um, Dude, your yeah. room must be like a treasure trove. Just like I, I, I'd, I'd pay to take a. I wouldn't know. I've never been invited. See what's going. Yeah, that's, that's really why. I've never it's been too invited. Many treasures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I've want Zach walking once. off with full pockets. That's oh, right. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, the chaos is it articulated or is it like a bendy figure or like what's yeah, the story on that? It's one? fully articulated. Uh, I like that clear plastic. That's just like so nineties. And once Knuckles gets his own movie, you're going to have a whole other yeah. line to, to go down. So. Oh, look at that. So is, is this like the big bad guy? Or? So this is the big bad guy for Sonic Adventure 1, which came out in 2000, 2000 I think? Yeah. Like, old game. Um, so honestly, it was like a shock that they came out with Chaos. I was like, what? Like, this is like the first Chaos figure, I think, ever, so... I was super wow. excited to see that. That is exciting. I'm excited. 
Um, well, congratulations, Dean. That is quite the haul. Um, ben, what did you get this uh, new this week? So I had a pretty crazy week. Uh, I'll start with the picture on the left. So you see all the light strips and extensions. So I've been working on the cabinet display behind me. Uh, I used to have the Calax cube right behind me, but um, I'm mimicking basically the setup that I have in the other room that has my other like main display of figures, but it's going to be behind me now. So it's an expensive setup. Uh, they're all Billy uh, shelves uh, with Oxberg doors. I'm going to do like a YouTube tutorial on like how I've built my own. So uh, if anybody kind of likes the setup, up they can recreate it as you guys can see like there's still three levels that don't have the lights in them quite yet still a bit of a work in progress looks uh, great but, ben and billy's might thanks, be the man. best way to display figures honestly i love so it because clean. they it picture frames them really nicely and uh with the phillips hue lights they're so bright and just like you can see every detail super crisp so i've been really liking that but then Last uh, Tuesday, uh, we were talking a little bit about figures that we like had chased, ones that we just wish we could get our hands on. And I mentioned uh, the Christopher Reeves Superman. And John at the time was like, hey, well, I've got one for sale if you're interested. Uh, so we went back and forth this week a little bit. And then he was able to uh, get that locked in for me. And uh, it shipped really quickly. I think he shipped it on Thursday and I had it by Monday morning. So uh, nice. really quick. But beautiful figure in hand especially like considering it's an older figure at this point it's amazing i think my biggest complaint is honestly this base even though it's kind of a cool idea they don't peg in very easily so where i thought that that was going to be part of my like full-time display unfortunately that went back in the box but really excited to have this now obviously we all know john pretty well um he doesn't usually let his figures see the light of day so uh this thing is in absolute pristine condition it still had you know plastic on the hands and the head and on the belt and everything uh you know i i know his soul is shaking out there somewhere right now hearing that i, I took it out of the box and, and touched it with my bare hands but uh it was worth it it was very very cool and now he's going to be centered in the display here uh behind me when i stream uh very very cool figure so uh, if you, wow. I think you had one more slide there as well, potentially, uh, Zach. Um, this one. So this was something I just included because just as, you know, like for, for new collectors out there, if you're buying and selling, obviously you always want to buy with confidence. You want to try and get the best deals. Uh, but this was a touch that John put on the box for me that I actually really appreciated. He wrote fragile handle with care, please, in big, bold lettering. It's a big uh, move. So that, I mean, it would get handled uh, with care. And I appreciated it because it came, it showed up, it was in great condition, uh, no concern at all. Uh, and it was just that little extra thing that, uh, you know, one collector to another collector uh, definitely appreciates. So something to consider if you're ever selling your own your own collection. For sure it was appreciated. I will be honest, that probably works in Canada, but in America that's like a challenge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna that's say. a bullseye, bro. They'll throw that shit from Fair the sidewalk. They're like, what do you Only think I was going to if you're in Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, this is... If, if, they, if I saw a package like that and I was a postal worker in America... You fucking... So no head? That's how they would treat that package in America, Ben. That's a bullseye. Walk fast, spill your coffee on it. It's all good. Yeah, Bro, I, it, the thing is, though, like, in America, everyone does that. And so it doesn't have value, right? Like, I'm not sure if perhaps Canada is, like, different. But if you look, like, there'll be times when I go to ship things for CW and you can see, like, the post, you know, the whole operation. Every package has that. Like a fragile or written fragile or glass or this side up. So it's just like they white just, noise. They just don't care. Yeah, they noise, just yeah. don't care. Fair enough. It's a nice touch. Don't get me wrong. They just don't care in America. 
for sure. But it I looks like it made it to you safely, that. though. It, it came, it, like, didn't look like it had any issue whatsoever. And the box, insane, like, the inside box is obviously the Superman symbol that you saw with, like, the, the like, it's basically like a base made of cardboard box, which is really cool. Um, but it all folds out on itself and everything, so, uh, you know, it has absolutely the potential to get damaged at the corners uh, very, very easily. Uh, I'm surprised they almost don't give you, like, corner guards or anything, like, for this special edition box, so... But really cool on display. Now I've got it in the closet, kind of like the way I face the computer. I also face my closet, and in my closet I have a uh, like a figure box display, so it's uh, front and center there as well now. So pretty cool. Love it. John says I would still write it better. Be safe than sorry. Free insurance. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, congrats, man. I know that was a grail for you. I know after three awesome. you were talking about how much you wanted. Bro, that it. It's a shame is, what happened uh, to. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Dean. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say this figure is always among the list of wants in people's collection like yeah this is an insane pickup and like you said john takes good care of his shit so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's an insane pickup and it was interesting because going back to the last week's topic when we were saying like you know would i be would i feel butthurt if i got a figure like reissued immediately after i just spent the big bucks to to get the previous version but I gotta say, like, even if they reissued this guy tomorrow, while it would be kind of hilarious and John could laugh all the way to the bank, I'd still be stoked that I have this guy in the collection. Like, it is badass figure. So if it's if it's in your sights and you're interested in getting one, uh, you know, get them. And if they reissue them, they do. It is what it is. Uh, two questions for you, Ben. Uh, Moose Dream says, is the price public? And then Pablo Meza says, are you going to be doing a review? I'm not sure if you want to answer either of those now or perhaps catch them later i'll definitely uh do a review on it i'll probably have that kind of within the next 48 hours i was taking all the pictures and doing all the editing uh this afternoon before i got home but uh i won't i won't say the price because i think john probably gave me the friends and family discount so uh also very appreciated uh, on the canadian side here so there you go you'll love to see it um now marco uh you had a pickup and it's so crazy that you had a pickup like this what happened yeah, so shout out to Big Breda, an absolute legend. So, um, you know, this is the infamous figure on CW where he was talking about the coat is flaking on this Bane. Uh, he can't wait for the reissue because they're staining on the elbows. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted a Bane. I'll make you a good price. And he throws it across the room. So go check out on our channel if you haven't seen this clip. Absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> he ended up, I, I thought he was going to joke, but he ended up shipping it to me. Um, absolute, uh, absolute legend for that. And this Bane's incredible, honestly. Like it is, the, the coat is flaked out. It only comes with this, you know, kind of beginning scene um, t-shirt design. But I think the head sculpt is, oh, there it is. There we go. This smells like a trick. Like a trick. Over here, you see? That's, <laughs> that's nothing to me right there. For you is nothing. For me, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. For you, it throw it in the bin. Uh. <laughs> and then here, the head sculpt is broken. There. Oh, wow. Happens a lot. It's worth the claim, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And uh, and th th that's the whole package. Is like this. Here's the hot punch one. Shoot, I'll make you. I'll make you a good price for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I missed that. Turn around. <laughs> What, a, what an absolute madman. all don't fuck around, bro. That's right. So, yeah, so now I finally have this Bane. Obviously, the 2.0 is on the way. Um, but I love the idea that I can kind of display this beginning scene version. Um, it comes with, uh, Zach, I know you're kind of in the process of 3D printing these as well. Um, kind yeah, of this broken cow. Um, so, yeah, that piece alone uh, is amazing. So, I've got my Dark Knight display. Once my rooted in-art jokers come, 
I think I've got my trilogy display ready to pop here. Sorry, um, I spaced and, out. Did you say he he just gave this to you, or he sold it to you? We we had a little we had a little side deal, but it was a good okay. deal for me. Let's just put it that wow. way. So yeah, all I had to do That's was fair. talk to his friend. I think it was Yvonne, or it might have been Ivan, just about how our election system works. So yeah, beyond that, it seems like a perfect uh, perfect setup wow. for me. That was a Russian joke that, for you, Marco. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then one last thing that I picked up here. Uh, so this little clown mask here, twenty bucks on eBay. I was gonna have Zach's Wonderland three D print this, but you know, talking to him, he's like, ah, actually, it's probably just for that price. You're best off just buying it. Pretty cool. It comes with with this. I do plan to display this with one of my jokers again in my Dark Knight display. Twenty bucks, pretty pretty decent. So that's a you know. A, a piece that's missing from all the uh, in our jokers. And be Dyson. Perhaps he's wondering why you'd shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. <laughs> it would be extremely oh, painful. <laughs> that is a great, yeah. great uh, comment there. Um, Big old friends says, "What's up with Marco's voice? Making me feel all tingly." Marco, I think you mentioned you have uh, some allergies, and you may be off cam a bit. Seasonal allergies. Yeah, my nose has not stopped running all day today. So the fact that I'm rallying like Bane um, is a, is a minor there miracle. You go. There you go. Speaking of minor miracles. Oh, um, man. <laughs> what? I was, I was mute and I started saying a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> you moved on. I was like, fuck. Say the joke. Uh, you hate to see it. I was, like, I was like, nobody cared who I was till I put on the sweater. <laughs> wow. That's a good thing yeah. you're on mute. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> Minor Zach miracles. Is not a good guy. It was like half a joke. <laughs> <but yes. laughs> uh, Philip the Fool uh, called me, and I, I felt so bad because um, I guess I hadn't saved his number from the first time he called me. And so he called me, and he's like, I answer, because I was expecting a call, and he's like, hey, this is Philip. And I'm like, this is a setup. Was it, are you calling to admit you spilled the beer, Philip? Philip yeah, is nuts. Yeah, exactly. Did you spill the beer, Philip? No, but he's like, so once I realized it was him, you know, I did save the number, but um, he he found me the Havoc Marauder, the, uh, uh, what are these, the Micro Galaxy Squadron, and uh, yeah, great guy, uh, he had needed some Zach's Wonderland printing done that I had in stock, so did a nice little trade, and it's not as fun as the Razor Crest, but it's still like one of my favorite ships uh, in Star Wars, and I'm actually really excited because they just announced... Um, uh, today, I think it goes live tomorrow, or maybe even it may be live now. The N1, Mando's N1. So that line just keeps getting better. Uh, and then I picked this up from Nick's Collectibles on uh, Instagram slash YouTube. He's the guy that does all the 1-6 wrestling stuff, uh, which Dean and I will be a part of. Actually, all four of us will be a part of. Uh, so that should be really fun. Uh, but I picked up from him the black suit Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3. Uh, this is a figure that I've owned once that was loose and now I own it and it's complete and I already paid for a second one, but I'm trying to meet up with this guy and it's just, you're all in on symbiote. That's such Seth, a weird focus guy, right now, but I love if it. If you, if you're listening to this, we got to meet up, bro. I want my, I want the, uh, I want to hang out with you and I want the figure, but, um, 3d printing is like, you can solve problems that literally only you have. And so when you put this character on top of this giant diorama base, it's fucking huge. And so I printed these little, I've been kind of prototyping them for a bit, but they're like these little hooks that can hold the glass. Now in the past, the traditional thing to do was to get like these little metal C clamps 
but then you have to get these little rubber feet for the for the glass so it doesn't rest on the metal and then it's a pain in the ass to get them level i fucking hate it and so i just printed this it took like three hours and now it fits perfectly and it's like solving a problem that probably zero people have and uh yeah so that's uh I bet I don't a know lot of gonna... people have that problem, dude. Details yeah. are a huge, a huge thing with the collector yeah. community. Yeah, you're um, gonna go off the channel at some point and just start making you your own just freaking Zach's Wonderland. Zach's Wonderland. I see how it goes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I'll leave you guys behind, and uh, Dean, you can take over. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's let's get into the news. So we'll start with X06. Um, ben, tell us what we got here. Yeah, so this was a, a tease from X06. Finally, this, they've been really quiet this year, which has been a little odd. Last year, it seemed like they were giving us an announcement uh, or a release kind of every other week. Uh, and we're kind of tail end of April now. We've barely seen anything. But Picard Season 3 just ended uh, last week. Uh, and for the Star Trek folks in the community in the chat, uh, you know, I think I speak for most of us when I say, like, it brought the majority of us to absolute tears. Like, it was a phenomenal way to kind of polish off these uh, characters, these legacy characters from Star Trek The Next Generation. It was like season eight of Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, it was so good. So, anyways, I say season eight as in, like, the last season like there was only seasons seven seasons originally but yeah. uh exo6 has given us these which is interesting because it feels to me like exo6 is not really completing any lines at this point the closest to a complete line they've got right now is the star trek voyager uh crew but now they're giving us picard obviously riding the hype train uh and to be honest these teases look pretty good and i what i will say about exo6 is it seems to me like what you see with their pre-orders uh and like in their pre-order solicitation is kind of what you end up typically getting from the final release. I don't think that they do much tweaking after that. Um, so obviously you lose a little bit in the production, but for the yeah. most part, it's pretty good. These look exactly like the characters did in the show. Uh, the tailoring looks really good. So uh, yeah. Um, sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Can you tell us, and obviously this is um, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, but who are the other two characters for the audio listeners? Yeah. So we're looking at, yeah, Jean-Luc Picard, um, Worf, uh, and then uh, Vatic uh, from uh, Star Trek gotcha. Picard season Thank three, you. and she was the, she was kind of the primary uh, bad guy uh, for most That's of the season. As a woman, yes, it's uh, oh, it's the man. same. Um, you, you've seen Pulp Fiction, uh, the yeah, I can't remember what her name is, but uh, at the beginning of Pulp Fiction, there's the two, the couple in the restaurant. Oh, the robbers. Yeah, she's the blonde robber girl in that oh. movie. I can't remember oh, what her name not is now, but. Um, uh, yeah, she, she ever had a name. She's scary. She's scary looking. She definitely had a name. <laughs> well, she's probably like an extra. But um, but, but it's pretty cool. I the, I think the only thing, as I said, my biggest criticism with this is that like we would like to see them complete some other lines. First, I'm really excited because this month my Lacutus is supposed to be hopefully shipping out from Exo Six, which is Jean Luc Picard go. when he's assimilated by a Borg. Uh, so. Stay tuned for that one. Uh, and that's sold out, yeah, right, Ben. If I oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. add that, it's, okay, it's, it's pretty. And sold. They, they, they they posted on uh, Nanjim posted on his personal page that it has no uh, shoulder articulation. I'm not sure if that's a deal breaker for you, but no, I, not really. Interesting. I don't. It's it's interesting. Um, OG fan says Amanda Plummer. That may be the uh, yes, that is correct. Thank you, there we OG go. fan. Yeah, there you go. Now this was uh, also announced today. This is Ensign Harry Kim. Uh, this one's one hundred and seventy dollars, releasing June to August two thousand twenty-three. Um, I will be honest. I think the face is really soft. I think like when when you compare the actor to the sculpt, I don't think it's bad. I think the eyes are probably a bit off. 
but there's something about this that feels very that doesn't feel very premium it like looks the like hair has a plastic. lot of yeah the hair has a lot of really fine sculpting i think the hair is fine i just think it needs like hot toys they add like the pores with like they spray the paint on it mm-hmm. it feels like it could use that i think the outfit is tailored excellently but there there seems to be something off about the face um and I, it may just be the lighting uh perhaps but yeah this looks pretty good and the price at 170 uh with a quick turnaround time um again i'm not super familiar with this character but a lot of people on the uh the group are pretty excited about it today so ben maybe you can this is me. a super split decision from what i've seen because i don't love the look of this either harry kim was one of my favorite characters from voyager that whole cast like they were great and as an ensemble cast i think as i said earlier like th- this is getting us that much closer to having a full like complete bridge crew at least from one of the star treks uh which is cool i do feel like the face could have been baked in the oven just took a little bit longer it, it does remind me of like a wax representation yeah, of a character like if you see like madame tussauds like that's kind of that's it's exactly like, it's, yeah. it's almost there but it's not 100 percent um having said that this is like and it's, it's a it's a terrible excuse but this is probably the only time we'll ever get a harry kim from voyager in one six scale not to say that you should be happy with just what you get at the at the same time the price is going to still be pretty low um and this is pretty in line with the other Voyager characters that we've got so far. They've all, for the most part, been subtly uh, on the soft side, especially the, the Catherine Janeway, the, the captain. Uh, in my opinion, from that line, the, the Tuvok was was the best. Michael Mann says, uh, not a Star Trek fan, but Exo 6 does some very impressive work. And that's, I think, the challenge that I have with Exo is that it seems like their consistency is very... Uh, very roller coastery. Some like seem like they're produced by an entirely different team than than the others, and and maybe that's literally, uh, maybe that's literally the case. Um, but it's it would be annoying to collect Exo Six exclusively, for example, as a line like people do with Hot Toys, but to then see the vast difference in quality. Whereas people would argue the same about Hot Toys, but I don't think that separation is nearly as significant uh, with them. So. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what we get, but somebody in the comments made it a great comment there as well. I think it was um, OG fan as well uh, that you know, like we've been waiting quite some time now for another Kirk release, and yet we get a character that we've barely got to know uh, through Picard. But I think the point there is clearly it, it's selling, right? That's Picard season three is is the hot topic right now. It's been compared to Mando and all these other things, wow. uh, fairly or not fairly. So uh, they're obviously gonna go where the coin is. So. There you go. Um, Dean, uh, Marco, do you have any takes on this one or we can move on? I don't know enough about this guy to really speak on it. Or yeah, any of these, actually. Tailoring, the accessories, anything? Oh, I mean, as far as the figure goes, yeah, it looks, I think it looks fine, but like you brought up the sculpt, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, but Star Trek figures always look cool. Yeah, I do. I do have a question for Ben though. Do you know a lot of Star Trek collectors that are collecting full-on lines? I know you said they want to see more in the line. So is this more to placate those folks? Like, all right, let's just give them a bone so they can add their Harry Kim and just build out that full lineup. 
I think for a lot of the collectors that have kind of messaged me, building at least the bridge crew uh, for each of their favorite Star Treks is kind of the goal, right? So they don't necessarily need some side aliens. They don't necessarily need the big bads. They don't necessarily need that. But if they can have one, you know, crew representation of Voyager, one crew representation of uh, the next generation and the other series as well, uh, I think that's what people are kind of going for. For the folks who can't necessarily afford to get every figure on a bridge crew, a lot of the folks have been messaging me to say they've at least gone with the captains. Uh, But even then, when we got the Catherine Janeway from Voyager, some people really loved her, and other folks just just didn't. I was one of those. Mm -hmm. I I didn't end up buying her, even though she's one of my favorite characters in Star Trek. I didn't like the look of the figure, and I'd be worried I'd regret the choice once I got it in hand. There you go. Badfish says, uh, X06 for Company of the Year. Uh, now, CC Toys uh, is releasing a Joel. I think this is now the third one that we've seen. Uh, they're calling this the Last Survivor S1. Um, I didn't see a pricing in the show sheet. And when I looked on 1.6 Kit, I didn't see a pricing around lunchtime. Um, I think the sculpt on the right looks passable. I think the sculpt on the left might be the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, and <laughs> it's can't tough. see it, actually. <laughs> the sculpt on the left looks like... A Pedro, <laughs> just not our Pedro. It's <laughs> just not Pedro Pascal. Yeah, that's uh, that's a toughie, and it's it's kind of hard because the uh, the Toys Era one that we showed last week. I mean, it's I mean they're bringing real wood, leather, like diecast metal accessories. Like they're really bringing it, and that's I, shaping up to be a banger figure, honestly. Yeah, which is this one here. So I mean, your options are this one for an unknown price. Or this one, which uh, is not that expensive. And Mars Toys um, is doing one as well. Yeah, Sean says X06 is planning for the long haul. It's smart to wait on the OG characters. They're building a customer base. I would say, though, to that point, Nanjim says that X06 does have an end date. So the I think, uh, Ben, I think it's five years total that he has planned for X06. And then the company's going to He originally said three to five years. I, I slightly disagree with that point, only because... Uh, I've heard collectors saying that they're already selling their X-06 because they're not being able to build their bridge crews out fast enough. So starting with like multiple spread, uh, I think is actually spreading people maybe a little too thin. At least the people who've reached out to, to me uh, with what they're looking for. But There you go. Uh, the Last Hope by Toys Era. This one uh, the toy is Ellie from the HBO show. Uh, 170 releasing Q3 2023. Uh, again, I think that the um, the Joel that they're doing, I think it's probably until I see Marv's toys, which you know obviously could be better, and they have released a really fantastic figure this year. I think Toys Era right now is in the lead for me as far as if I was to invest in this line, who I would go with. Uh, I think the body looks good. I think the portrait. Um, I think they've done really well on the portrait. Um, I certainly think that both of these characters need a lot of weathering to really make them. Uh, feel in universe but as far as the accessories go um, and the details on the characters i i think that they're doing very well and i think out of the gate i think this ellie portrait is much better than their first attempt at the the pedro sculpt yeah i mean just just looking at it i know exactly who that's supposed to be um it wasn't even like a question like what is this like i knew exactly you know who the actresses um yeah i have zero interest in these as a collector but objectively i think they look fantastic as a pair and like i said that the pedro figure is shaping up to be 
one of the greatest figures ever released just in terms of the materials you're getting the price point the tailoring i mean just slow, based slow on, down slow down yeah D, just one based, of the greatest figures ever released uh, based well, on what I, you saw. like for third party Something i mean you're talking nice real too. leather of uh, real okay. wood okay. metal like that's not a lot of, hi- a lot of hyperbole being thrown around there but that's also not like without warrant either like who who's doing that no one's you're doing talking about that. the joel yeah for a third party figure to be doing that at this price point yeah i mean come I, th- on, I think dude. the mars that's... i i think what third party is giving you this year with you know the the what was it ben the prank prank villain or mm-hmm. the joker the 66 romero joker and then we see joel last week with Real wood, real leather. We're in a pretty good spot with third party at the moment. Yeah. I don't know that I would say either of those are the greatest ever made, but honestly, this year, you wouldn't rem- be remiss to say that the prank Joker is the best figure release this year of any company. There's a lot of people yeah. think it's better than the 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 NR one. I don't know that I agree with that, but I, I could see it. I could see it. If I think about it enough, I think I could see it. Indeed, I'm just talking yeah. a little bit of shit because yeah, just yeah, just no. the, the first tease of that Joel, the sculpt looked pretty rough. Right, no, I right right before you rudely interrupted me, I was yeah. gonna say <laughs> that based on the prototypes. Now it might come out and it might be garbage. They might cut back. Well, we couldn't do the wood, so it's actually this. Or well, the leather awesome. didn't shape out, so it's this. And you know that remains to be seen. But if you're getting this quality. And them pushing the envelope like that, I, I think it's, at, at least in, for the year, very impressive. You're right. They're continuing to set that high bar with third party where it's not just like a throwaway. It's like definitely a premium looking figure. Yeah. And offerings. Al- already the price that some third parties can get to on the aftermarket, like, hey, you didn't pre-order this. And it's like, oh, well. And this has the possibility of being a grail figure for somebody, you know. People love this show. People love this game. So in, you know, two or three years, four or five years, it's like, fuck, I didn't get that figure and I really want it. And, you know, yeah, that's, uh, it's I interesting think this figure's definitely going to be in the running for, you know, goat. I remember and it's when, coming from someone who doesn't even like this show. Yeah. I remember when, when Dean, we used to buy third-party stuff, like kit figures or like, you know, figures. And the first thing you would do is like swap the body because they were garbage. Now you're getting third-party figures and they're just like pretty much good to go. Like, yeah, like display ready. Um, ben, what do you think about um, what do you think about the Joel and then also the Ellie? First of all, for Dean, I feel like just like Broccoli Dean, you can't hate on something if you haven't tried it yet. If you haven't watched the show, you can't say you don't like the content from the show. I think you would have more of a connection to these figures if you watched the show and actually liked it. I, I, because I know you, your heart gets connected, and then you're like, okay, I kind of like it now. No, the the show's good. He won't like it. <laughs> you know, we know his well, feelings he liked, about he Batman, Merlin, so you're so. not wrong. There you go. Point, <laughs> like Merlin. So that's Making a point, my point for me. The op- no, no, how dare you? Merlin is one of the greatest TV shows. Dude, ever Merlin, made. I will die on that hill with Zach. It's so Merlin good. is fucking fantastic. It's um, so good. You gotta watch yeah, Merlin, Marco. I, I have no right, doubt that it. I have no doubt that the show's good. I mean, like I said, people obviously love it, but I just have to stick to my convictions and not support it because I know the fucking garbage it turns into. 
unless they fucking write some tremendous wrongs, like I'm, I'm just not gonna, you know, partake. For sure. Uh, this is a great comment from Sean Forrester. These look great. Uh, what are we wa- uh, waiting on? The official release from someone like Star Ace. That's actually something yeah. I was going to make a point on. Was if you go Please back, to, no. if you go back on two photos, there Zach like to the first picture you showed with like the the grimacing face, and then you see this Joel uh, from the Last Hope. Like, it's cool to see third party even competing with third party, and it's cool to see the difference in quality level that you get from different companies. And then when you compare them, it does look a little bit like broccoli, chewed up broccoli. Um, when you compare them to what you see from companies that are licensed like Star Ace with those, with the Homelander figure and some of those, like, what was the Starlight figure? Like, man, the they are, they are just so, so rough. And so, like, I am excited to see companies like Toys Era and Mars potentially get licenses in the future. I'm not excited for the price hikes that typically come with licensing figures. I don't care what the name is on the box as long as I feel like I've got the representation of the character in the collection. But I do like the competition being driven by competition, which is also, yeah. in my opinion, still putting some heat on Hot Toys. I know Hot Toys is still like up there. They're hard to touch, uh, but they're not infallible. And the more we get, you know characters like the prank villain the more people start to recognize that that third party route is is pretty exciting it's part of the reason joao breda's channel had become so big right not only is he quite the personality to watch but some of the third party figures he's you know reviewed over the lifespan of his channel has been amazing it's really cool stuff it's what brought my awareness to to third party uh when i was just collecting on my own terms without a community so uh for this joel specifically versus the other joel if i were going to choose it obviously is the toys era one at this point i thought that the tailoring on this one still looked a little bit on the baggy side but at the end of the day it's a post-apocalyptic world for all we know he just took this jacket from wherever i think he got this jacket from bill i think in the show um Bill was a bigger guy, so maybe that explains why the jacket's a little on the big side. For the Bella Ramsey figure, though, I was very pleasantly surprised to see the likeness on that particular figure. Uh, I didn't think they'd be able to nail her unique face. Uh, She's a very unique-looking person, and I honestly 100% see the likeness in this. It's just definitely there. So I agree, uh, whoever, I think it was Zach that said the weathering could use uh, uh, some extra uh, love and attention. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's something you could even do after the fact if you if you wanted to, right? She did get a change, a clean. Yeah. She did get this clean uh, clothes change during the season itself. So at one point, it was relatively relatively clean after her shower and stuff. So, but I think they I think they nailed this. Um, the only thing that I would say for that last figure release that we saw with that grimacing face, if they'd at least made it like bloody, like we saw with the unbreakable figure from So So Toys, that would have been cool. Like something that just like looks a little bit more like heated of the moment, maybe covered in blood splatter something that's a little scarier uh could have been cool uh as a separating piece so yeah so so ben i agree with you i think the bella ramsey ellie is probably the strongest of all three figures we're talking about here um the likeness is just really spot on there um i want to go back to controlling the messaging though right when uh toys era first put out their joel solicitation or their tease it looks pretty rough but these other pictures that they've come out with since make the figure look, I mean, Dean just said the greatest figure of all time. Um, so it's <laughs> it's such a stronger representation of the figure. It's like, ah, you guys were so close. You could have just, you know, waited, made sure that you vetted it properly and you could have gotten everyone, you know, really excited. Because if that was the first thing I saw along with this Ellie, I, I would be really tempted 
you know, the calculus that I'm running through right now is, do I want, I, I enjoyed the show I did, but I still really enjoyed the games a lot more. And so do I want that representation from the games? We know um, Lim Toys is making the game figures. I think I'm going to hold out for those. That being said, I'm pretty impressed by what I'm seeing with Toys Era. The price is pretty pretty right. I'm tempted to put down a deposit like we just talked about. Once these sell out, these third-party figures, sometimes they're really hard to you know get a hold of. Now, that's not a good reason to just go out and buy something, but um, you know, Last of Us is a property that's near and dear to my heart. So very, very tempted. Um, can you go back to that original, um, the, this frowning face <laughs> with Joel? Um, yeah, this this is just like it looks. <laughs> it's just looks terrible. Like a little bit actually, it does look a little bit like me. Yeah, this is this one's. Uh, I I don't like this at all. But like you said, Ben, it's cool to see the competition, even within the third party companies, kind of pushing forward and raising the bar higher. Um, so yeah, I do love to see that. But yeah, this and is not, not just the stealing, one not just stealing from each other either. Yeah. Like they're actually producing their own version of the character, which is kind of cool to see. Absolutely. And if they would have nailed this one, it would have been like, well, this one comes with the angry sculpt. This is why I'm going with this. 100%. And you know, they they fell short, but at least they're trying something different that you know uh, the the bigger companies don't always do. So yeah. appreciate. There's a lot of representation, but I think holding out for the limb toys for now. One thing that I think uh, gets lost in a lot of these conversations is um, Hot Toys started out as a unlicensed third-party company. So, you know, we're seeing companies like Mars Toys and Toys Era and So So Toys um, really stepping up to the plate lately. And I'm not saying that it necessarily will lead to licenses for these companies, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if years down the line, if they continue the good work that, you know, they might step into that license game. I mean, we've seen... Uh, companies like Jazz Inc. Dioramas just in the past few years, they went from making, um, you know, things that were third party to now being under the Warner Brothers DC license. And uh, obviously with that did come a price increase, but also, you know, they're able to more widely distribute their products and the quality certainly has gone up. So um, I, th I think we're in really exciting times for third party, you know, especially with first party companies. Uh, like you guys mentioned, Star Ace putting out absolute hot dookie garbage, um, seemingly with every release. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a company like Mars Toys, uh, Toys Era, or So So Toys eventually gets offered a license and uh, runs with it. So, You know what uh, I also think this proves, uh, Zach, as well? Uh, at least to me, anyways, and you guys can beg to differ, but uh, I've never cared to collect like a, a younger person, like a child character or anybody under the age of 18 because I always thought it could feel like a little bit weird, a little creepy, but this Ellie proves to me that like, if it's the right character, the right figure there, it's done tastefully. It's cool. Like it can absolutely complement a collection and having a younger person like Ellie in the collection, it will, will actually be a cool display. Uh, it makes me more excited for what we're going to see from Harry Potter lines down the line and stuff like that. Like if you can really nail those likenesses of badass characters, it doesn't matter, you know, what age they are. If, as long as it's done tastefully, of course. For sure. Definitely. Um, let's, uh, let's move on here. So, um, Hot Toys has teased this. We haven't seen, um, anything official as far as photos or pricing yet. Uh, but they have teased a life-size hyper-realistic collectible figure of Grogu from season three. Uh, obviously with the, this is with the season three pram, uh, at least in the photo. Um, and I, I think it's interesting being life-size. The pram, I would imagine is going to be fucking huge. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, but I'm curious, would any of you guys uh, pick this up if, if it went up for retail? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> I just don't like Grogu enough to spend that kind of money. He's cute. It's it's super cute. I mean, he is cute, but that's not enough. You know? It's not enough. <laughs> I wonder if it's a full figure. Do you guys think it's a full figure? Because my Hot Toys version, the Beskar Mando, I didn't realize that he came with like a half Grogu. Like it's yeah. sl- like a slug version. And I think if this wasn't a full figure, I would want it even less. If it was at least a full figure, I could take out of the pram and display it separately i think that that could be pretty cool but yeah, i don't know if it's a half figure i, I would be i, would I feel like sure. it's gotta be a um you know like a full figure especially because they've already made one right like i don't mm-hmm. i don't know i just can't get over like how big the pram would be like that's that's gotta be you know the size of a stroller at least they um, did they did make one right yeah they did right yeah they, they made the life-size one that's the not, one a, that not a life-size ripping... pram yeah, in the chin. Yeah, yeah. with the rib yeah, chin. Okay, I do because when you posted this, I was like, I could have sworn they've already fucking done this. Okay, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be that's a full what, figure. Yeah, I'm not sure that it is a full, full figure. I could totally see them doing half a figure, and I would just say I'd continue. Right, that it would be classic Hot Toys um, to like give you a reason to own the other one as well. Um, yeah. I, I would need to see that they made improvements on that chin, on the ear seams were kind of weird, so. I yeah. think it's it's interesting that they're taking another go at a life-size Grogu because obviously in an, a terribly popular uh, figure, this could be cool for like select few um, collections. But yeah, they've got to they've got to at least push forward this design, or else what's the point really? Yeah, I just worry that if they like, I mean, obviously they could be showing us this, and it could just be the the Grogu itself. But like, unless the pram. Like I can't get over like how big this pram has to be yeah. and how much how heavy this is going to be. I'm not saying it has to be diecast, obviously, but for it to be something that's not going to just fall apart, like it's got to be like a pretty good amount of material. And I feel like to get it to to America for like sideshow or even just the people that order from the overseas retailers, like I mean, this has got to be a massive box. And I I just don't know like who this is for, right? Like. You know, we always hear, like, from Joao, like, how, at least in the beginning of his channel, like, how little space there is, really, and, like, a lot of these more premium, larger figures that sometimes they struggle to find space for. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one. The other I mean, I and it, they've just teased it, so it doesn't mean that it's going up for solicitation yeah. yet. Um, I just don't know, like, if this is going to be another N1 or, uh, you know, any number of characters that they've teased and not released um, announcement. I also know that like the sideshow one, I think is still available. I, like, and I honestly yeah. had thought the sideshow one was, I thought it was a better likeness to Grogu than, than the yeah. Hot Toys version even. Um, so I'd, <laughs> I'd be curious show. if they will do it. The sideshow will always be available until the end of time. Ben, <laughs> yeah, I regret probably. getting that one. I don't. I regret getting it, but I'm also not bummed that I didn't get the Hot Toys. If that makes sense, I'll like, give you eighty bucks for yeah. it. Wow. Dude, I, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I did a mod to the neck. If you want to pay me 100 bucks plus shipping, I'll send well, it to you. Well, you send me wow. some pictures. I'll consider it. Don't, his mod is all jank, dude. It's, it's pretty jank. You screwed it up. But a lot of people What'd you like do it. To a... Okay, a so like he has it. this like goofy little like upward tilt to the neck. Yeah. But it means you can only display it like low. Because if it's like waist level, he's looking at the ceiling. So you broke. Grogu's no, I, I kind of. I I drilled it and then um, dremeled the uh, the cavity where the neck is, 
and then tried to return to <laughs> okay, sideshow. This, this is some janky ass shit. Yeah, it was defective. The axles broke. Anyways, and then I put tape on it to like make it so you can position it. It will stay put. It's held up flawlessly, and you can articulate it up or down or left or right. It's just janky. But you you wouldn't know with the outfit on. Like it's you have to actually undress. Send it me some pictures. Send I'll send you some pictures. R two D two by Grogu on my channel. I don't even know where the box is, so well, okay. I wouldn't need the box. Okay, perfect. Um, they're gonna think I'm shipping a real child. I need one um, less box in my life. Let's be honest. <laughs> R two by Hot Toys was released. My guy, hold on, really quickly. I got to call on Ben. He's like, I don't know about the DeLorean now, and then he's trying to get this janky ass modded. Hey, I've been looking at that sideshow. How dare you? Grogu for four hundred Canadian dollars <laughs> for like too long. How all right, you. all right. I see. I see. It's a good deal. Yeah. How dare you? Even if it's duct um, taped. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> At least I'm being honest. You're not going to get that shit and be like, what the hell? Um, R2 was released by Hot Toys. I feel like this has got to be the definitive R2 at this point. Um, weathering looks fantastic. Honestly, I don't even remember half of these accessories in the movies or the shows. But my goodness, this thing is jam-packed with shit. Um, I think it looks fantastic. I just... It, it's a lot. It is a lot. But... I know, like, when the, um, yeah, I think it was the Force Awakens R2 came out, everyone complained that you couldn't do anything with it. I think this is, like, the other end of the spectrum. Like, who's going to sit there and pose it with, like, a hundred little things out? I'm sure there's someone that will. Mario is actually, he just pulled his out from the display the other day. He has, like, all of these pieces. Oh, he's got all the things? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, For somebody. That's funny. Hey, there you go. It makes him happy. Um, Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, it's awesome that it can do all this, right? Um, but yeah, this, this to me has got to be the definitive one. And especially now that C3, uh, C3PO has been announced. I feel like these are going to start going quick, like from local comic stores, local retailers, uh, your mom and pop online stores. Uh, these are, uh, these are going to be a hot commodity, I think. Yeah. Um, I've maintained that R2 is my favorite Star Wars character. Um, so the more, the better, I think, um, it is slightly annoying that they just keep giving you a better and better and better version every couple of years. Um, but honestly, and I've said this before, I have the um, Force Awakens version. Because I had the sideshow version with all the accoutrements for the Jabba sail barge and shit. And the panels never shut properly. Granted, it's a sideshow, so Hot Toys will probably be a little bit better with the fit and finish. But it's like, I just need my R2-D2 to sit there and look good. I don't... I mean, it's cool that it does all this shit, but, like, at the detriment of, like I said, the panel gaps looking weird. You handle the figure and things are flopping open and falling off. It's very annoying. I don't know if this does that, but that is something I would be concerned with. I'm happy enough with my Force Awakens one where he doesn't do jack shit. Uh, he just makes some noise and the lights come on. Um, but this is cool. I, I do love those. So I think we're still going to get a Return of the Jedi uh, R2-D2. We've seen already numerous R2-D2s up to this point. Um, kind of like Dean mentioned, they keep upgrading them. This is from uh, Clone Wars, right? Or Attack, or sorry, Attack of the Clones. So... Uh, there are a lot of collectors out there who are now getting that gold C-3PO from their pre-order, uh, you know, in the next year, whenever it comes, uh, that wouldn't dream of pairing this R2-D2 necessarily with that C-3PO, uh, cause it wouldn't necessarily be canon. So I'm still thinking we'll get 
more from the 40th anniversary line. I'm still kind of crossing my fingers. We see a Return of the Jedi uh, Luke Skywalker two-pack with R2-D2. That's my, my two-pack goal, that or Han and Chewie, but I don't have R2-D2 yet, and I've got the gold C-3PO on order. So uh, that's where I'm putting my money. I'm not even sure this guy's going to come in stock on a site, uh, sites like Sideshow, but I know you'll be able to get them elsewhere, uh, worst-case scenario, I'm sure, still for, for a while. So, um, so, you know, if you're interested in this guy specifically, this particular version of the character, uh, you know, get it while you can. But I do think we'll see more R2-D2s. They just print money, so I can't see why. I'm yeah, I I have to challenge that point about, um, you know, getting it other places for a while. I do think if it is, in fact, sold out on Sideshow, I think those other smaller retail retailers get picked pretty quickly. So, I mean, sure. we're in a new era. We're going to find out really quickly whether this guy, if they're going to have stock lying around. It would make sense, like you just said, with the Return of the Jedi version, if this is, in fact, their new business model, that he would be on wait list. They could announce another version, a little more guilt-free um, and not have a bunch of stock sticking around on Sideshow. It feels like a better business plan, honestly, than what they were doing in the past. So it, it kind of like, uh, from a common sense perspective, it, it does make sense. Love this R2. I'm going to get him. To me, I'm not as picky about pairing, you know, Attack of the Clones with uh, Mando, uh, Luke, for instance. Um, I think those two are going to go nicely together. R2 really does not change much. Yeah. Screen uh, movie to movie, save for maybe like the the LED display, and that's on this the back of his head anyway. So there you go. This it's, one's a little more weathered. I think that would be like the only you know downside. He's a little less clean. The first look that uh, Sideshow did, they had him on a stark white background, and to me that was kind of off putting because it looked very yellow. That the weathering on the bottom portion on the you know on the wheels. Um, but I've seen a few more things. Uh, shout out to Beskar Kid who gets his stuff now like day zero. He must work at Sideshow, I think. No, it's a speculation there. Um, but yeah, so so his video showed like the, the weathering to be a little bit more consistent throughout the body, a little less yellow, a little more brown like we're seeing here. So I'm less worried now. Um, but yeah, I think just like Dean, I'm with you. R2 might be the best character in Star Wars, honestly. So I'm excited to finally add one. Vintage Rebellion says, um, uh, Vintage Rebellion's podcast. Now then, you can see the saw blade from The Return of the Jedi in this shot. Uh, it wouldn't totally surprise me if they still just took this guy and put it in a 40th anniversary Return of the Jedi box, but it was still virtually the same character. Otherwise, yes. Uh, yeah. To be honest. So, but but this is from Clone Wars, uh, correct? Or Attack of the Clones? Right? Yeah, so Attack, of the Clones. This is, Attack of the Clones. This is technically yeah. branded that. So uh, it's interesting that, I like, I, that's a good catch, though, Vintage, if you saw that. I didn't realize that the saw blade is specifically from Return of the Jedi. So. And I think the yeah. one specific thing, Ben, you may have mentioned this, was that serving tray for, from uh, Return of the Jedi, right, for the, for the sail barge. Um, that could be a cool accessory to kind of differentiate that, that version from this. I think totally. it's all, it's on the sideshow version as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think another well, especially one. Especially now we got Salacious Crumb. Come on, we're gonna get a power yeah. pose job of the hut at some point, right? So. <laughs> Feels like it's coming too. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on here. Hot Toys. You didn't even finally... ask Dean to do the impression, but anyways, go for it. It's oh yeah, show. Dean, do the screaming R two. How dare you? Do the screaming R two voice, please. I think he meant the Jabba, but I screaming R two. Both please. I don't hear screaming R two. You're going to have to work on that one, Dean. I've never done screaming arts. Yeah, I can't get that high. Oh, my God. Okay, Ben, give it your best shot. I'll practice. I'll bring it to the next show. Oh, my God. Tune in next Tuesday. Uh, Dean, can we hear the Jabba uh, impression, please? Wow, there you go. 
uh, turns me on cyborg after what seems like three years and uh probably one lawsuit uh is released um i know for a while there the only cyborg was a third party one uh it's great to finally have a an actual licensed one and i think the quality on this one is fantastic the portrait or three-quarter portrait looks excellent i think the accessories look great uh tons of different display options it kind of reminds me of uh the Kalons now that I've seen uh, the Orville. Uh, but yeah, this, this looks awesome. Like, you know, for as long as people waited, like I'm glad this wasn't a dud. Right. Um, I think that they delivered. And I think finally the, the where is cyborg memes they're over. I feel like it's a new day for collectors. It's like when they finally reissued the Mark 46. Yeah, I know exactly. It's like, yeah, that's how we judge time now. Now we're in yeah. the, uh, yeah, it was Mark 46, then it was Cyborg. Where's Wanda? Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we're in the Wanda generation now. Um, honestly, when this popped up on the show sheet, I was like, didn't this figure come out already? <laughs> I'm like so over Cyborg at this point. But you're right, Zach, it does look fantastic. Um, I think just in terms of character design, he looks a little goofy, but that's not the fault of Hot Toys. Like, that's just the way the character looks so yeah i think it's i think it's solid i don't i don't have any really negatives to say about it uh portrait looks good lights look good alternate head i honestly yeah if that wasn't there i don't think i would have noticed to be honest so yeah i think i think it looks fantastic i was trying to find the name of the channel and i'm having a hard time finding it now i think the the person's channel's name is mrc uh, somebody who lives in Hong Kong, he was on uh, Leal show last week or this week. My time's all running together. But he was saying that he's got this uh, figure in hand now. And one of the comments that he made that stuck with me, with, uh, well, too, was that uh, there is no die cast in this guy, which, uh, again, it's not wow. so, it's not solicited as die cast, it, it, but it is fully plastic. So that was good to confirm. Um, obviously, this doesn't have the USB powered as well, which is unfortunate because of how much like light system is in this figure. Um, I can't imagine sticking all the batteries in and then really only having enough time to, to get a couple pictures before you have to turn it off. Uh, or you'd have to get one of those, uh, those cables, batteries or whatever the heck you call them, fusion reactors, uh, uh, installed, which I've never done. So anybody out there, if you have a source for that, I'd be interested for my Mark seven, uh, Iron Man. But the other thing he mentioned was that the, the arm peg ends in the back are just a little on the loose side. They tend to fall out a little bit through posing. So while I think the figure looks amazing and the figure photography here is excellent, I think the character likeness to the actor is really, really good, or the portrait likeness is really good. Um, I feel like I was kind of over the Zack Snyder Justice League movie like already what feels like what a year or two years ago. Um, I've got the Nightmare Batman and Black Suited Superman behind me. I want to get the Wonder Woman. Um, I really don't like Ezra Miller's Flash, even though I'm excited for the new Flash film. And then it would really just be this guy in Aquaman. And Aquaman is coming out with a new film, so I may just wait to see if Hot Toys does another Aquaman. I wouldn't want to try and go backwards for this figure, though. I think that this will probably be the only time we get at least this this actor version of this character like he's i think he's going to be gone from dc at this point so unlike other characters out there that you know you can always kind of wait for their next film if you don't want to pull the trigger on this guy like if you do have either the fear of missing out or you feel like this is the one piece that will complete your justice league collection uh, i would get it sooner than later uh for that reason alone because i don't think we'll get another one but that doesn't say 
it doesn't mean that like DC down the line isn't going to give us another version of their own Justice League and see different uh, versions of, of this character. So I will not be getting this, but I am excited to see the folks who do get it in their collections because I think photography-wise, looks looks epic uh, in the collection for sure. Yeah, this is one that I'm on active watch on. I think I can only get the exclusive version, which includes the mask, through Sideshow here in the States. And I think you can get it overseas as well, but it kind of limits the options. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a guy who likes my deals. Um, so they're kind of putting me in a in a very specific hole where I've got to like choose. I'm waiting to see if this goes blue screen anytime soon. Um, it hasn't yet. I'm kind of surprised. I kind of expected it to go already for them to kind of force a collector's hands. But it seems like I might have a little more time to collect some data. Um, let's see who, who in the chat. This was... Um, uh, OG fan was saying MRC Collection Ventures. Yeah, so really great channel. Thank he you. already has his Cyborg kind of review or preview up, um, I think, as of a day ago. It looks really cool from what I'm seeing. And I think Carnage I have this. Well. What was that, Ben? And Carnage as well, which, sorry. I oh, there you go. Yeah, that's another one. So Carnage, cool. I'm for sure going to get. This one, it's like I want, I really enjoy this Zack Snyder universe as flawed as it is. I think Cyborg was a character that I don't necessarily love. Like, I don't need that. Um, representation in the collection and you know we talked about that's kind of where you get in trouble because when you kind of take inventory of your collection you're like ah oh, that's a that's one that could go but this is a really cool figure so I don't think that I would regret um, getting it but again I'm just kind of waiting to see is it going to be in stock are there going to be any discounts I'm hoping that I've got some time to decide but you, you don't know this day and age are you going to say something Ben? Yeah, I'd also watched the Teen Titans uh, recently, and in the Teen Titans, they also had uh, Blue Beetle is in there with Cyborg, and I think that if you only wanted to get the Cyborg, they are going to come out with the Blue Beetle film at some point. If that's mm -hmm. a banger movie, I'm sure we would get a figure from that. So then you could are at you least thinking I'm kind of a, good, I, think I would enjoy that because yeah, because he's Latin, because because he's Hispanic, I would enjoy it. Because yes, I am excited for it, and George Lopez is in it. Um, yeah, the, the trailer looks pretty cool. It, but you can pair those figures together, and I think they there would look go. cool. You can have your own little Teen Titan setup without having to buy the rest of the figures. I, I was like trying that. to give I you like some justification. Though. I was trying to hold your hand into this purchase, and you had to turn it racial on me. You yeah, of course, of course, we had to we had to turn it on you. Thank, appreciate that, Ben. We are we're always good at you know kind of enabling each other, talking each other into uh, these rationalizations. Um, so yeah, so so overall, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Um, I will say shout out to Calvin, who's in the chat. He's got the fusion reactors. His collection is t oh, looks amazing with those figures lit up. If I got this, I would be tempted to you know track down one of those fusion reactors because this is one that would absolutely pop with that without the USB um, you know plug-in. Look at this. Abe Dunk says y'all are the best. Shout out to Abe. Got to get lunch to, uh, soon, buddy. Um, everyone's good on this one. We can move on. Yay, nay, okay, perfect. Uh, one six kit put up. Uh, I, I rushed to show a little bit earlier. My apologies. One six kit put up uh, a few posts about the uh, in art Joker. We'll just touch on this briefly. Um, uh, it's not actually an update, but just some info for people still waiting for the rooted hair two pack. You may ask why you placed your order early, but still haven't received an invoice from us. Remember the three day window for the rooted version pre order made people to put in the order quickly. Even made our site lag for a while. 90% of the orders were placed within the three-day window, but so far the rooted version has only released about 40% of his orders. Like I said previously, we have the money ready, just waiting for Inart to send us the invoice for the next batch. Please be patient, as there's no way to push them. At least both sculpted versions are fully released. I believe it won't take long for the rest of the Jokers. And if you did order with 1.6 kit, which I do recommend, um, they are preparing the invoices for orders 
seven six four six eight to seven nine or excuse me seven six nine five six so about 50 away from mine so close i'm t- so 10 close. away from mine oh, like, no, i ben. just missed the cut on this one i was pissed there you, go. you might you might still get it though if people decide not to move Maybe. forward you possibly yeah. yeah 10 away um did you guys see on facebook somebody lit their inner joker head sculpt on fire <laughs> earlier today on purpose uh, or why because I guess it had come loose in the glass container that they came with and it got all chipped and banged up. So they like poured lighter fluid on it and lit it on fire. I was Probably like, to get the return oh item. my God. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. Some I'm so happy to they... watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, I know Joao was disappointed because he wanted to do the same, but you know, no it's sending a it. message. <laughs> yeah. So but 10 away. We're, we're almost there, boys. We almost got awesome. it. So close. Let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, Lord, uh, one six kit again a great place to order your uh third party figures from you can get uh ten dollars off your first purchase on one six kit using code cw10 again that cw10 kit is a great guy and he will take care of you we're getting kickbacks from these these are some great retailers that we work with uh off the racks collectibles if you're in the united states for first party figures fifteen dollars off any $100 purchase with code CW. If you're purchasing a pre-order, that will be taken off the final payment. If you're purchasing an in-stock item, that will be taken off at the time of purchase. So uh, two great retailers we recommend. Again, we don't get any kickbacks from these. We just want to save you guys a little bit of money and, uh, you know, help you get some collectibles. Both of these have some great stuff. If you're looking for things, uh, be sure to check them out. Now, Dean, you got a message from Michael Mann. Uh, and I want yeah, you I to sh- to share that story because it's the it's the reason why we're talking about family, as Don Toretto says. I don't know. I haven't seen any of those movies, but I know it's important to the <laughs> Something movies. Something about family. Yes. Something about family. There you go. So Dean, and and obviously we're sharing this with permission. We wouldn't just you know share your messages without permission. So uh, what did what did uh, what did the sweet man family tell us? Yeah. Um he he starts by saying uh he's a little bit older than we are um and he he has uh uh, fully grown children of his own and um he says i have three grown kids and a grandson my kids showed little to no interest in my collecting when they were growing up uh and then uh my son when he was about 22 got into legos um which who has it right legos are they're just badass a little expensive but, but like at least any one of my collector friends has uh, some legos in their collection um and then um i gave him a hot toys five of first trooper that ignited a passion um he's now uh, has a pretty immersive collection of his own and hot toys which is always cool to hear um and recently he sent his son a link to our show and apparently um um his son's name is nick man apparently he drives for a living and so while he's driving around he's listening to our backlogs and um catching up on the podcast all of our videos um and apparently i am his favorite so thank oh, you oh, okay Nick. <laughs> which to which i responded who's his second favorite that <laughs> yeah zach, zach wants to know who your second favorite is Nick. and you better answer that question the right way <laughs> michael and nick ben. oh look yeah. at this nick is in the chat <laughs> oh, uh, love you guys keep up the great work dean you are the best well nick you got to tell us who the second Jamal. best is i apologize uh, in advance when you get we, to the um, tough nut to swallow stream that was, uh, um, that was a we tough um <laughs> We sent them a little care package, so so Nick slash Michael, if you guys got that, please let us know. Um, 
just just want to make sure what we're sending is getting getting to the right hands. Yeah. Um, so it's just uh, it was the show is something that him and um, Michael and Nick kind of bonded over, and and you know they talk about us when they hang out, and it's just a cool thing to hear. It's it's uh, you know we do the show every week, and you kind of don't think about like the overreaching, you know. Uh, Some of us do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess the question is, how has collecting, uh, how has your family influenced the collecting? How yeah. are they involved in it? Uh, Doc Smizzle says, when you hear your family, and Abe Dunk says, y'all are my family. What a guy. Yeah, there you go. So um, my mom hates this stuff. Like, <laughs> not in a bad way, but she's like, you could be spending your money on other things. I, I would argue that a lot of my friends spend a lot of money on, like, you know, going out drinking or whatever. That's money that just kind of goes away. This stuff I could sell in the future. Um, my dad is intrigued by it. He doesn't collect. Um, actually, I, I bought him a few Funko Pops because they have a lot of different things that he likes. Um, and it's funny. He he saw firsthand like how valuable collecting can be. I got him a Nacho Libre Funko Pop for Christmas a few years ago. And his buddy saw it on his desk and was like, oh, shit. Like, I love Nacho Libre. Can your son find me one of those? And that pop is like 60 bucks now. And oh, yeah. His friend was like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, dad. Like, I mean, you know, we bought it for $8. It's now worth over 60 just in a few years. Like it, it's not a bad, not every collectible is an investment, but sometimes they can work out in your favor. Obviously, uh, John had a lot of hot toys that he was able to sell for a premium because he had kept them in good condition. And, you know, I don't think he really sold anything and lost money on it. Um, now, um, my dad, though, I actually started sharing this a bit in the uh, Zach's Wonderland chat. Um, he doesn't collect, but he's been a huge supporter of collecting weekly. So I don't know how far Nick has gone back in the backlog. But in the beginning, um, we used to record on an iPad. So it would be me, Dean, Manny, and Rainer, four huge dudes around one iPad. And it sounded awful. And we always had this dream when one of our old hosts named Jesse joined us to like do live shows. Jesse. And Jesse. And that was his thing. He's like, dude, my goal is to do live shows and have like a live chat. And it's a shame because he never had really streamed with us when we had these things. Um, Because he had left, I think, around like episode 50 or 60. Uh, Great guy. Um, But at that time, we like really needed a lot of equipment. So uh, my dad had... Uh, purchased us a bunch of equipment, um, purchased our first actual camera, which we still use every once in a while, purchased us uh, when we upgraded to XLR stuff to improve the audio quality. He invested a bunch of money into that. Like anytime we've done major upgrades, he's invested some money in it on his own just to like kind of support the network. Um, And even like with Zach's Wonderland, like it is becoming moderately successful. I don't want to be printing all day and painting all day, but you know, it's enough to like get a little bit of side income. He's already thinking like, Hey, um, like, do you need more printers? Like, what can I, what can I invest in your company to like kind of improve your odds of being successful with it? And so, uh, we've bonded a lot over that kind of stuff. He listens to the show as well. Um, so dad, love you. Thank you for always believing in us. Uh, my brothers don't care that much. Like they'll come over and look and you know, they're, Oh, that's cool. But yeah, I think my dad. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, when, when PewDiePie shouted us out, my brother was like, 
unaware that we were shouted out. So he was watching and he's like, oh shit, that's my brother's YouTube channel. He called <laughs> me right awesome. away. So um, that was pretty cool because he, he loves PewDiePie. But uh, yeah, I would say that's kind of the extent of my family. Like my wife uh, tolerates all this stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll buy stuff for her, like collecting stuff or like different uh, webtoons uh, compilations that they release. My daughter is a huge collector. She has a sweet toy collection. Um, and I know... Ben, you had kind of put in the chat, like, how do you teach your kids to respect the collection or how do you get there? Um, I have a lot of videos um, of my daughter when she was younger and like even before she could walk, like kind of teaching her like, hey, like we don't bang on the glass. We don't like shake the cabinet like you can look, but you can't touch. There's things that you can touch. And her whole life, she's known like not to come in here and mess with things. Right. And so it, it's exciting. Right. Like teaching a kid like how to collect what they can collect finding out what they collect and uh it's it's been a really fun um experience with all that calvin says you're throwing out there i drive for a living i listen to all the backlog shows um i'm just saying i ain't too uh proud to beg love goodies too uh calvin send me uh <laughs> send me a message we'll, we'll see what we can do <laughs> oh my um, guy calvin <laughs> late bloomer uh shout out to the collector dads out there they're the blueprint and dj says glad my girl's cooled me collecting she buys me stuff sometimes love that woman uh dean so you're you're you have some family members that collect and obviously your mom um is a huge fan of the channel uh yeah. you share some of that with what you feel comfortable sharing yeah so i grew up collecting uh my dad was a collector he collected um like star trek stuff or uh he used to love the movie maniacs line from uh, uh mcfarland and um so i guess that just translated you know when we used to go to like flea markets and stuff growing up like he would buy me i was always in the star wars so um yeah him and my mom always kind of just enabled my collecting i guess um which was nice um and even now my mom's a big supporter of like you know buy whatever you want you know if if it's something that i really can't live without she's like well how can i help like like do you need some money like what do you need and i try not to you know take advantage of that too much but um because she she does enough so um but yeah my sister also collects you know she's her stuff is a little more niche she likes to stick to like her main you know she does a lot of sonic stuff berserk um resident evil um so you know i kind of have that bond with her too you know like whenever like it's like time to get her a gift like birthday or christmas i'm like all right what cool collectible is she like never seen or is uh, completely unaware of the fact um, that your sister's name is Deanie, I still think she's your split personality <laughs> and that she collects niche things that you enjoy because you're maybe yeah. the same person. Yeah. I, I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're super close in age. I think we're only three years apart. So we grew up together, like, you know, almost twins, you know, like when, when she got a game, I was right there. Like we grew up playing. I was always player two, right? I was the little, the little brother. So um yeah we like essentially the same shit so it, it, whenever she gets a collectible it's like i'm getting it too only i don't have to spend it you know <laughs> the money on it and vice versa um in fact there's like so many times where she's like uh she has this whole set of final fantasy 9 figures and i'm like fuck i i didn't buy them i should have bought them because now they're like unattainable and she's like you could just 
go and grab them whenever you want. And I'm like, well, they're yours. You know, it's a boundary I don't like crossing, you know, but she's, she's very nice when it comes to that kind of stuff. So yeah, my whole family is, is, you know, they understand like what I like and, you know, they encourage me and, and, you know, uh, both, both my sisters and my mom and my stepdad are Patreon members. You know, they contribute to the show and support us however they can. And, um, it's just very nice. It's, it's, uh, you know, every once in a while I get a little like, should you have bought that? Or like, maybe you should just save your money, you know, this time. But you know, that's not, it's not very often because they know it makes me happy. And you know, that's what family does to support you. So I can't, it's really think, cool. I can't be more thankful for my family. That's awesome. Really that's awesome. That kind of reminds me of Sam Gist as well and his son. <laughs> really could so, you read that comment yeah it's been up there forever sorry what you you asked me a question sorry. Yeah, you, you, sam gist says me and my son collect everything together pokemon hot toys magic jordans uh he's 12 and he's always respected and taken care of they follow your example yeah i don't have anyone to set an example to so hey kevin's take a person a word for it. Dean's yeah. son has eaten many figures, so I don't know. Yeah, that Kevin happens. does not respect my stuff at all. Yeah, neither does neither does my 18-pound silver bangle. He tried to help me unbox the Superman figure today, and uh, I was just like thinking like John would just be rolling around in his, in his grave if he knew. Um, wow. All right, <laughs> he's not dead. His grave. <laughs> I just haven't seen him in a while. So, yeah. Holy cow! Um, no, that's that's awesome. So. I uh, I would say for me it definitely stems back to to like my collecting stems back to Christmases and childhood and birthdays. When I was younger, all I wanted was was action figures, right, for Christmases and birthdays and stuff. And you know, I'd have certain grandparents and parents that would because uh, I came from a like a split family, so I'd have the parents that would buy me the you know the turtlenecks and the socks and the underwear and stuff. And uh, my mom would always stock me up uh, at Christmas time with figures. Uh, you know, going back to like the old Power Rangers figures and like the diamond shaped boxes. Uh, I had freaking every Ninja Turtle you could find back then. Uh, she even used to buy shreddy, like boxes of shreddies, uh, like the cereal shreddies for the Ninja Turtle rings that were inside. They were like collectible rubber Ninja Turtle rings. She's like, I must have eaten 40 boxes of, of shreddies just trying to get you the whole freaking lineup of these these rings, right? So. So that definitely got me started, and then I continued to like you know collect slightly as I got older, and then I got out of collecting a little bit during university days because obviously you know bachelor living, you're just trying to pay your rent and all the things. So um, I had a lot of my old school toys actually like stashed uh, at my mom's house back in a different province uh, here in Canada um, that I didn't get until I, I finished university and got my like house out here at West. And uh, I went back to visit and I got all of my old toys back, which was cool. I actually got a video on, on the Ben Thomas show of me going through some of the memory box items. If you guys are curious what was in there, but Star Trek, Batman, Ninja Turtles, like you name it, it's in there. So, um, but then in the last uh, year, I've been streaming with you guys uh, quite a lot, and she'd known that I was kind of getting into to Hot Toys collecting a few years ago, because I'd had my Batman since, I think, 2010. Um, and she thought they were cool, but, like, didn't necessarily understand the significance of them to me. Like, I don't think she recognized that it was, like, the next evolution of collecting, like, action figures and figures just in general. Um, 
but still thought it was cool and started to watch uh, like my content and you guys because uh, like obviously I'm on Tuesday so they stream it from from home uh, after the fact usually because the internet's uh, connection out there sucks pretty bad but um, and then last year she got me a, a three zero Power Ranger that uh, not sorry not three zero no sorry it was three zero the green the Green Ranger uh, from them uh, which was really really cool. Uh, and uh, has persistently uh, asked me what I want since and then helped me get my data from XO6 as well uh, for my birthday last year. So uh, that's been really neat. And then on the, like, my brothers and sisters side, uh, most of them think I'm just weird because, like, they, like, none of them collect except for my brother Jacob. Uh, you'll, you might see him in the chat sometimes. It's 123ThorGaming, uh, uh, I believe is his, is his handle. And uh, he was down visiting me last year with my dad, and uh, we watched you guys do Pose Wars. It was actually a night that I was supposed to be on Pose Wars, but instead we just hung out and we just watched the show. And then ever since, he's been, uh, you know, following you guys and watching you guys independently of, of me being on the channel or not, just, just really uh, being a contributor. So that's been pretty cool. And then uh, I sold him my first... I, like, I sold him his first figure, uh, which was the, the First Order uh, Trooper Commander. He really liked that figure when he came to visit, so... I I was ready to move on with it, so he got it. So wow. he got sold him your up. worst figure. You hate to see it. He knew that I didn't wow. like it. He knew I didn't like <laughs> How it. Dare so, you. but hey, he was stoked about it, and uh, it's the way she goes. That's that's good. So, <laughs> you know, you got over retail, right? I got it for way less than retail. <laughs> so. Good. I'm glad you didn't sell it. But, but I only sold it to him for a hundred bucks. So. That's awesome. That's a pretty good deal. That's really, really cool. <laughs> and has he has he purchased any more since, or that's kind of his only? He's got. Now? He said Thanos is on his radar. That's one of his bucket bucket list Ooh. like characters out there. So he really wants that. And uh, like I may move on from my my battle damage Thanos at some point. So again, I could see that uh, maybe being passed along the, the line at some point for him. So. Very very cool. Yeah. Awesome. No, I I love this topic honestly. Um. So twelve inch Moose Stream is saying one Christmas when I was fourteen. My for my big gift, I got a power snow shovel, not a snow blower, a shitty electric snow shovel. It's like giving wife an iron as a gift. <laughs> oh <my> Jesus! <laughs> I hey, I bought Shauna. I bought Shauna a toaster two years ago, and it's the most premium toaster you've ever seen. It's a pink wow. Smeg two hundred dollar toaster. And when I That's told no my work, when I turned, when I told Please my never say Schmeg again. That's I what don't... it's called, Schmeg. That's what it's called. And I, I when I told my work colleagues that that's what i what i bought her um they were like "Ooh, like you are going to be single Make tomorrow <laughs> smeg. Smeg, no, that's... Smeg. Smeg. <laughs> it's a premium toaster so vintage rebellion is saying <laughs> uh did you want me to read that uh bring back 112 pose wars yeah uh no. any okay i guess not it's not so, happening <laughs> so no I, I love this topic um it's funny like you tr growing up, you try to become like your parents in a lot of ways and then distance yourself from the stuff that you don't like about them in a lot of respects as well. Well, my parents are like, they're hoarders. I think that's the nicest way that I could put it. Not very nice way. Um, but they collect things as well. But they, they have so much stuff. Like they go garage sailing, they go antiquing, go to flea markets. They've got so much stuff. So growing up, like the collecting thing was totally normal to me. So I've talked about before on this channel and on my channel, how my dad and I collected starting lineups. You know, he waited in line at Toys R Us to get me Power Rangers figures. And like, we'd go on hunts for all types of figures, X-Men figures. And so he really got me into collecting. My mom collects something called Lady Head Vases. 
And so this, most people have probably never heard of this. They're absolutely horrifying. They are vases for flowers that are women's heads. And they oh have like some celebrities. <laughs> They've got like Jacqueline Onassis. And some of these go for hundreds of dollars. Like it's a weird, Crazy. weird hobby. So she has uh, ostensibly Maju cases, but now they're just uh, display cases of these just filled with these lady head vases. So it's funny to, to think that I get the collecting gene from both my mom and my dad. Um, so like they've kind of put me down this path. Um, Gigi and I are very minimalist. So like our house, you know, we try to not collect too many things um, just so we know where everything's at. But collecting just runs so counter to that where I've got all these boxes everywhere now and I'm running out of space because I want more figures. And it's like so outside of, you know, where I thought my life was going. But, you know, I, I don't regret it. Like I love this hobby uh, of collecting figures. Like it just makes me happy in a weird, irrational way. Um, and, you know, Gigi has obviously in some respects, try to, you know, dampen that excitement, but also enables it, right? Like she's excited for me in a lot of respects, does a freaking podcast with me. So I think I can, you know, couldn't ask much more from her. Um, so yeah, I, th I think this is a very family centric hobby that I've got. My parents don't understand it now, though. They're like, you spent how much on this? And I'm like, mom, you spent $200 on a Jacqueline Onassis head to put flowers in. Like, where's the disconnect here? But you know, there's always got to be some hypocrisy when your parents talk to you. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's just funny to see, uh, you know, where I've inherited this from and uh, where I'm going now. And I guess the future may tell if I ever slow down or if uh, this, uh, this collecting kind of self-corrects because my parents never slowed down. And now I see where they're at and they just got all this shit that they can't necessarily manage. So not where I want to go, but to each their own, I guess. You unlocked like a weird core memory for me and actually Vintage Rebellion podcast mentioned it as well. My mom used to collect Royal Daltons back in the day. Royal as well. Daltons, what is Royal this? Dalton. It there is I think they're made of porcelain, but they're like they're essentially little ladies in like some level of like really fancy dress outfit. Oh. Um and they're like they're like they're really fancy and they were super collectible uh back in the day. Uh, but they looked similar to kind of what you showed with the with those head vases, just like okay. more like a figure format sort the of thing. Full on thing. Okay. And then uh, twelve inch moonstream says, um, Ben Thomas Show, hope you also gave her jewelry or something personal. That was the year that I got her a pink toaster as well as a pink uh, hand beat a schmeg toaster, uh, a, a schmeg toaster, and a pink Who the fuck greenlit that name? That's it's schmeg. It's wanna... S M E G. I know, but it's too close to other words. <laughs> I got you some schmeg, mom. <laughs> and what is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. What, they don't have schmeg in Canada. I guess I don't know what you're talking about. So oh no, you have, have any. You have. Ben probably got some brewing right now. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my. What is the other thing you're saying? No, what? Uh, a little hand, a pink hand beater. Thing. Oh, hand, hand beater. Okay, like I thought a, I, like I did a, hear it right. Yeah, like you beat eggs with it and shit. Oh, make muffins. How do you beat the eggs, Ben? A hand out. beater? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What do you call it? How do you beat the eggs, Ben? Show us. <laughs> it's like, it's like. <laughs> I should call oh, her. <laughs> Jesus, Ben. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Poor Shauna. <laughs> Hey, no I poor Shauna. Today is our five-year anniversary, okay? Oh! And congratulations. you're here. I wouldn't yeah, have been here for wow. five years. So, so I, last night, it was like midnight. I'm like looking at my Superman. I'm, I'm unboxing him and stuff. And I'm like, shit, it's, it's April 25th. I missed our five-year anniversary. And she just went to bed. She didn't say anything. So I'm like, oh, no. Like, like, I fucked up, right? So 
I, I finish unboxing my figure because like she's already in bed at that point. And I realized that today was actually April 25th. So I sent her some flowers to her workplace, which was cool. She First time I've ever sent flowers to her work for her. Um, she got home. She was like, yeah, I totally forgot it was our five-year anniversary. I was like, well, that's one point for a future time where I might forget, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no chocolate or anything for this guy. You hate to see it. Only a hand beater. <laughs> Only a hand beater. <laughs> Only a hand beater and some smegma. Um, anyways, um, let's... Uh... Are we are we oh, good here? God. Oh, we're great. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, everybody. So so Ben had a had a question. We'll we'll just kind of touch on this quickly. I'm full of a questions. To <sighs> a lot of answers too. Full um, of smeg too. Should Hot Toys continue Jesus. with statue type figures? Now, obviously, they have the Power Pose line uh, and Toy Cartel. I will get. I have the first two made. I just need to get the last two made, and then I can ship those out. Um, uh, should Hot Toys continue with the statue type figures? Now, again, they have Power Pose already. Um, but I, I kind of don't hate it. I think it's, you know, for for specific iconic poses, I, I actually don't mind it. Um, obviously, this release is quite expensive because of everything that it comes with. But I wouldn't mind seeing more power pose figures. I know, like, specifically for Iron Man, there's a few iconic poses that Hot Toys figures um, can get into, but they kind of struggle, like the ground and pound pose. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know off the top of my head specifically the figures I would like, but I certainly wouldn't mind seeing them do more of them. I know uh, outside of this, the last one that we got was the King Shark. I think that one turned out great. You know, a character that doesn't need a ton of articulation, a character that adding that articulation would really hinder the sculpt. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, I'm curious, yeah. uh, Dean, if you can think of any character examples that uh, might work well in this format. Yeah, I think this is a perfect candidate for that um someone like a tony stark um anybody that has like a suit that you know the figure really the the highlight is the suited figure right so you know let's just say it's the mark three and then you have like a power post tony stark to put next to it or um i don't know even someone like uh uh ant-man or something of a you know paul rudd like maybe he's not the pinnacle of how that could work but you know anybody that has a suit this the figure itself is the suited figure and then you just have a power pose you know civilian mode if you will uh, i think it's cool i don't hate it um it's kind of like a bust to display your sculpt except yeah. just the full body yeah that's a pretty yeah exactly that's a good point um and especially like you got real clothing it's not like a fully sculpted figure so it still looks the part it still looks like it fits on a figure shelf i think it's brilliant i feel really divided on this this is why i asked the question earlier because like for me i would have a hard time then distinguishing where the line is drawn between statues and one six figures i buy six scale figures because i like to change the pose every time i walk past and you know every couple weeks i'll do like a whole change of my whole collection and, and tweak everything and you know there are soft touch statues out there that have you know like um what do they call it like different materials and stuff like that so i i feel like this is veering almost too close to the statue line um that like it I, like, I don't want them to go too far because I don't want to lose the posability uh, or that option of, of like, figures uh, in the future. On the other hand, 
you know, for this particular release, I think this would be cool to have on the display because it's the only figure figure I would have in my collection that could effectively, you know, fold his arms like that. And that's pretty neat. I, I think there are some like Spider-Man poses that I would love to be able to pull off with a figure that I, that I just can't. So that in one six scale, as long as it looks like the rest of my six scale collection, I think it'd be pretty, pretty cool. Um, but to me, I kind of hope that Hot Toys still stays in their lane a little bit more and sticks with the figure line. Um, if they were going to continue with like more like statue style lineups like this figure alone, I'd almost want them to have like an offshoot brand. And I'd be curious what the chat thinks. Like what could Hot Toys make a, you know, a new name for the company that's like this style of figure as opposed to it being like Hot Toys? Because I feel like there should be some divergence in the line if they're going to give us more and more of these going forward. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this concept, honestly. I don't love the power poses. I don't love the statues. Again, because I, I'm into the figures, I like to... I'm not a very gifted poser, but I at least like the dynamic options that it gives me. Um, when it came to this, though, so I was like, ah, I don't like that it's a statue. more I thought about it, though, I think I talked myself into, like I told Dean, it's kind of like a... almost like a glorified bust, where it's like a, st a static piece that I can display the head sculpt on. And when I think about it like that, I'm a little less upset by it. Now, they've got to do it at a really high standard, though. I don't know that this is necessarily cutting it. We've seen kind of weird knee sculpts. We see the hand is kind of a weird sculpt. So if they're going to do this, they got to do this like at a really high level because if not, it's going to make it seem like, what's the point? Like, I'd rather just get a statue or I'd rather just get another option That's because this isn't necessarily a Hot Toys anymore. So um, again, if they're going to do it, do it really well. Um, but I think that there are very few times when it's going to work. I like Dean's idea, though, of the civilians. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Shane, 1-6 Figure Focus, his favorite type of figure to collect. Um, but the civilians, like if you had a Tony Stark in like a really cool pose that you're probably not going to change a Tony Stark figure too much, um, it, it could be okay. Again, because you display your head sculpt on it, it uh, gives you another display option, and then you don't have to, you know, futz with it too much. But yeah, I think that this scenario works. Others, uh, I don't want to see this too very, too often moving forward. I'm surprised I don't like it more, though, because, like, for me, like, I don't do crazy dynamic poses in my display either. I'm kind of like you, Marco, that have, like, you know, like, figure posing in the sense of, like, or character poses like we've talked yeah. about in the past where... Like, they don't have to be crazy dynamic to still have a lot of presence. And I think it's Sam Gist that said, like, this is pretty, like, this is going to be pretty rare. If this is one of the only types of this figure that they do, um, you know, at the same time, I, like, I think I'd get bored of it. I think if after a while I couldn't change it up at all, like, that's just the way it's going to look, I think I'd get bored of it and, and want to move it on. It would have to be a very specific character. And, you know, Jim Short's uh, Bruce Wayne isn't necessarily the guy for me. You know what would be a really cool example? So DJ is saying Namor in his open arm pose and his Mayan getup. That, that's pretty cool. Okay. But that kind of got me thinking, you know, like a Black Panther, if we got a T'Challa kind of sitting on the throne as a cool accessory to the throne that you could display your head sculpt and then have your Black Panther, you know, the, with the full suit, something like that could work really well. Absolutely agreed. Uh, ben, you're on mute, bud. I said 100%, but then I clicked off. Yeah. Let's, um, if everyone's good here, we'll move on to the hot seat finale for the month of April. We all good here to go on? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeast. Do it. My seat's a little cold at the moment. So All right. So looking at the points here, Dean, the Dream Martin with seven points, Marco with seven points, Ben with three points. Let me take that banner off so we can see what's going on here. We have two points last time. I think you docked me like a thousand points. I thought I had 1300 points. I'm pretty sure I had a well, 1300. Yeah, that was last. We're gonna have finale. to check the tape. I it was last know. finale. I don't know about that. Points. I think Dean, um, I think uh, Ben should lose a few points for intimating that I would enjoy Blue Beetle as well. So let's put him um, in negative. You will like Blue Beetle. I so I will, let's, but that's not the point. <laughs> let's go through the categories here. We have Star Wars prequels. Um, these are uh, in varying levels of difficulty, with 100 being the easier questions, 500 being, you know, the harder questions. I've kind of. It's a balancing act trying to find the difficulty because we don't do this too often. Uh, starts with the letter Q. So all your answers, if they don't begin with the letter Q, they are incorrect. I want to say that again. If you think you know the answer and it doesn't start with the letter Q, it is incorrect. One of us so, is still going to guess something without a Q. It's you only one know. question? Uh, that's the the double jeopardy. The the uh, So you have the full starts with the letter Q here. And then oh, I the, see. Okay. The double. I see. It. Yeah. Okay. So, Dean, at 700 points, you do have the first choice. Uh, again, we're doing private chat uh, periods. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll do some writing for the final question. I would encourage everyone, in the name of fairness, to not look at the listener chat. If you're watching and you want to play with us, please feel free to comment. Uh, but again, you'll be pressing a period to claim your spot. Dean, you have 10 questions to choose from. Actually, Dean and Marco are tied, but I'll I'll do seniority here. Uh, Dean, which uh, which do you want to pick? Uh, let's do Star Wars prequels for one hundred. Star Wars prequels for one hundred, and again, you do not have the the right to answer this first. You must put a period to answer the question. Yeah. What is the name of the planet where the Jedi Temple is located? Oh. Uh, ben Thomas. Wrong. What is Coruscant? That is correct. What oh, is okay. Coruscant. Thought, that's, what, okay. that's what immediately came to mind, and then I was second guessing myself. I was, I was thinking where they got the Kyber crystals from. I was like, "Fuck, I don't remember." No, that would be uh, that was too much... easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Ben, uh, your choice. Uh, starts with the letter Q for three hundred. Letter Q for 300. This is a dangerous but popular sport played by witches and wizards fly, riding flying broomsticks. Marco G, you've chimed in first. Uh, what is Quidditch? What is Quidditch for 300? Marco, the let's choice go. is yours. All right, let's go Star Wars prequels for 300. Star Wars prequels for 300. What is the name of the planet where the final battle of, quote, Revenge of the Sith takes place? Uh Ooh, that's a toughie. I didn't get the line there. Uh, which one of you guys was first on that one? Uh, ben. Okay, Ben, go ahead. I didn't. I didn't click the period. Wasn't. Oh, okay. So it's Dean. Okay, so Dean. Okay. Yeah. Mustafar. Uh, that is incorrect. I'm just kidding. It's correct. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> that's a deleted scene. I guess technically you could argue Coruscant because the fight's happening at the same time. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Dean, the pick is yours. Uh, prequels 200. Yep, and I put the line in there, so we should be good. What is the name of the clone trooper army created by the Republic? This is the formal title that is given to the army. I'm uh, going to give that a few seconds here. We'll get some music going in the background. Shit. While we wait. Let's see. Do we have music here? Do we have night driving? How many points are we looking at right now if we guess? Uh, 200. Ooh, 200. 
gonna give you guys just a few more seconds. Do I not have night driving in here? Are you serious? Oh, I do. Okay, there we go. I've, I feel like as soon as you say it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. Okay, uh, that's gonna be sure. uh, no one's answer. It's the Grand Army of the Republic. Damn it! That's ah. I was gonna Ooh. say. It. Uh, whose pick was it again? Sorry. That was, that was mine. Uh, um, Dean, go ahead and pick again. Starts with Q100. Starts with Q100. This Arab country hosted the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Marco. Qatar. That is correct. Marco, I didn't for points. I didn't realize sports was a... <laughs> was a requirement wow, of being on sorry, collecting ben. weekly. It's actually really crazy. I should have my sports shirt. It's actually really crazy, Ben, because there are words that start with Q that are all over. <laughs> um, I think there's actually a second sports question. Uh, Marco, the choice oh, is yours. Let's go. It starts with Q for 200. Starts with Q for 200. This British rock band formed in London in 1970. Its hit singles include Bohemian Rhapsody, Somebody to Love, and Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Uh, ben Thomas. Queen. Nice. That is correct. Ben Thomas on the board. Uh, ben, the choice is yours. Uh, starts with Q400. Starts with Q400. Popularized by the James Bond films, this character is the head of the fictional research and development division of the British Secret Service, charged with oversight of top secret field technologies. Uh, looks like Dean may have chimed in first. Q? You mother. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean, the choice is yours. Uh, Star Wars prequels one uh, four hundred. Star Wars prequels four hundred. What is the abbreviation for the Separatist Alliance that was commonly known as the CIS? So what does CIS stand for? God damn, dude. That's a pretty easy question. If you played the games, it's a pretty easy question. I read the books. That one? Anyone? Three? No, I don't know. Two? One? If you did all this homework, independent systems. If you did all this uh, homework outside of the films, then it's easy. There you go. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no homework done. Uh, uh, Dean, I want to say the choice is yours. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Star Wars prequels 500. Star Wars prequels 500. What is the name of the Trade Federation Viceroy who ordered the invasion of Naboo? I know this. Is that like frog looking dude? Kind of Damn thing? it. Yeah, he's like... Uh, the, the definitely off. not Japanese guy. <laughs> Five seconds left. <laughs> Three, I, I don't two, I have I don't the figure. Back to sensitivity one. Training. Newt Gunroy. Yeah, goddammit! Oh. <laughs> uh, Dean, no, you have right. starts with the letter Q for 500. Uh, a genus of pterosaur known from the late Cretaceous period of North America. Its members were among the largest known flying animals of all time. Qsaur? Uh, is that an answer, Ben? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Hit no period. <laughs> Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. What is the Quetzalcoatlus? Oh, it's basically uh, a seems racial. Oh, yeah. that's an Aztec god, isn't it? I was gonna say it's. We should know that. We should. There you go. Look at that. The chat loving this. Loving this. Loving this. Um, yeah, everyone got the cue, the queen. Look at that. All these cues here. Now we have one more question. Everyone you should have your a, fa favorite Star Trek villain, by the way. Also cue. Oh, it would be even better if all the answers are the same. That would be yeah. hilarious. Um, now let's, uh, Jesus, Batfish, Quack, Quacticquattle. There you go. Uh, do you guys Closer have uh, something to write with or your phone or whatever? Yeah, yeah I got phone. my phone. All right, everyone good? And gentlemen's agreement, no, no Google searching, please. I trust you guys on this one. Now, you're going to put the amount that you would like to wager first and then your answer. We're going to put uh, 30 seconds on the clock. 
the question for Double Jeopardy is, this 2D action game with puzzle elements that uses isometric graphics to create a pseudo 3D effect, the object of each level in the game is to change every cube in a pyramid to a target color. Again, the answer will start with Q. The letter Q. And I'll give you a hint, this is a retro game. So your answer will include the amount you want to wager and your answer to the question. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Dean, how much did you want to wager, and what is your answer? Zero. No idea. All right, Marco, what is your answer, and how much did you want to wager? I wagered 500 in Qbert. All right, Ben, what is your answer? Uh, zero with quick nut to swallow. Jesus sure. Christ. Marco, you are correct. The oh, answer is Qbert. Uh, nice. How much did you wager? definitely Googled that. 500. Guaranteed. All right, sixteen. Y'all didn't play Hubert at the arcade. He probably messaged his buddy the Blue Beetle and was like, "Marco has won (laughs) April uh, hot seat. Congratulations, Marco! I believe this is your second victory in a row." Um, What do you guys think of the questions? Too hard? Too easy? You like Okay, there we go. We're finding a nice balance here. Shout out to Chat GPT for some real question. Did you guys ever play play Hubert though? I feel like I only played played it a handful of times, but. but um, one of my favorite YouTubers always talks about it, the uh, the 8-bit guy. So, like, I'm going to throw a little, like, Easter egg there. So Nice. Yeah, I had fun writing these questions. I want to say I had a second sports question. It was for the answer was quarterback, but I think I took it out at the last minute. Uh, I think I was like, there's too many sports ball questions. Keep those coming. And, Keep those yeah. coming. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up here. We just got a few more things to talk about, and then we'll send you guys home for the night. Uh, Carrie Fisher will receive a Hollywood Walk of Fame star on May the 4th. Um, This is obviously posthumously. Uh, It'll be a few feet from Mark Hamill's star and across the street from her mother, Debbie Reynolds' star. Um, This is uh, also, I want to say, now I I read this in a few comments on a few different posts. I haven't confirmed this, but I want to say when Mark Hamill found out that she didn't have one, he offered to pay for it to be done. So don't quote me on that. I don't know that that's a thing but it's a nice little story and i choose to believe it so there's that uh our movie of the week is actually the series that we're reviewing mando season three um we're kind of gonna time crunch so we'll blow through this quickly uh but i want to know what you guys thought of it i know dean and i have discussed it on after dark um i felt the season was all over the place i felt like it it had too many episodes that didn't relate to other episodes and i felt like what was set up to be a big arc uh, in the beginning uh, din returning to mandalore to cleanse himself was done too quickly and then the end where they're retaking mandalore was also done too quickly um i've said this on after dark a few times but i really feel like disney plus should have an anthology show where they do things like the two Mando episodes in Book of Boba Fett where they have the Dr. Pershing episode where they have these stories that are related but not necessarily all about the current show and they can put all those shows in there because I feel like they're constantly pulling time and resources to share these other stories that may pay off down the line but I don't think that they're that relevant to um, 
you know to the current program that that is at hand um overall i think i would give it a uh six out of ten for the season i think looking at the other two seasons i think this is by far the weakest one um there was a lot of things that were hyped up as potential you know grogu's first words uh potential of um you know some different things different characters um didn't really feel like any of that really paid off uh and so yeah i give it a bit of a low score i guess we'll see um what happens with the potential next season or the mando movie mandoverse movie but uh yeah i was i was kind of let down and if you want to hear my thoughts uh, if you're a patreon member you can check out the last uh probably seven or eight after darks so we talk about it pretty religiously on there uh but dean uh your thoughts yeah um this season was just a mess um you had this overarching story of mando needs to bathe in the waters of lake minnetonka yes and that <laughs> kind of seemed like that was gonna be the driving force of the show and by the second episode it's already resolved and you're like okay well that's weird but all right that's fine i guess like uh and then the third episode has literally nothing to do with the rest of the, sh the show um like dj said uh or no who said that um pablo said that the third episode was a bridge to nowhere i was hoping it was going to come back and make sense later it doesn't um and then it was like will the will they won't they retake mandalore it's like every episode it's like no we're not doing that and then it's like we need to go do it and then like somebody will say something like we're not doing that anymore it's like what the f what is happening it's just very odd and kind of disjointed from itself and then when you finally get to the bad guy who is you know uh, gideon again it's like okay so grogu was supposed to be with luke for like anywhere from a year to two no one has figured out that gideon never got to where he was supposed to go literally nobody figured that out because it's like a almost like an after credit scene where like oh my god gideon never never got you know put to jail or whatever the fuck they were gonna do with him so it's like okay so gideon's here and then it's like oh we gotta retake mandalore and then it like resolves it in an episode it's like what the fuck also the whole bringing grogu back literally had no effect on the show literally none it was like what was the point of bringing grogu back because he's the best and he just adds like, like to I, the show. I think he's cute and it's fine but it's like it, it it wasn't like it was like if grogu hadn't been here none of this would have been possible and like maybe you could argue like yeah he saved bo katan and, and din Djarin's life at the very end with the force but it's like they could have also just flown out of the way like, like but it's, it's also like, like fire has been proven not to be effective against Beskar, so it's like did he really save their lives at the end yeah because uh, and then it's like but did gideon really die then because he also made no attempt at fleeing he was just like ah, as like the fucking ship came crash. it was fucking stupid honestly yeah this season was an actual train wreck um for how good the first two seasons are uh this one was just uh, just a nightmare to watch honestly um zach and you said you gave it a six i i, I meant like a 
the episodes that were fun to watch, I would still give it like a, like a, a four. Cause it's like, you know, to what end? It's just like eye candy. Like I, it's gotta have more substance. Yeah. It was very disappointing. It's a hard take. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough nut. Um, so I'll start with the things that I liked, I think, most uh, about the season first. Uh, I liked Bo-Katan's uh, role in the in the series for the most part, or in the season. Uh, I thought she was pretty badass. I liked some of her character arc. Uh, it inspired me to Hell get yeah. the Bo-Katan figure. She's um, so fucking cool. And Same I love the figure. Uh, so I, 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 was, I was down with that storyline. I thought she did a really good job. And Katie Sackhoff is a badass, let's be honest. Um, the visuals of the season were still really good. I loved seeing what they can do with Star Wars content, uh, especially the last two episodes, some of those fight scenes, you know, crashing that ship into the into the base uh, looked really, really cool. I liked that they gave, um, you know, at least a little bit more meat on the bone in the last two episodes uh, that, you know, they made it, they made the journey of the season feel like it made at least more of a difference to me than up to that point. Uh, I do feel like for the most part, uh, I think where they went sideways was bringing Grogu, Grogu back too quickly, but not necessarily in that order. So I don't like the fact that if you didn't see Boba Fett, uh, the Boba Fett show, you wouldn't have necessarily then got those kind of two episodes of Mandalorian that were kind of right smack dab in the middle of Boba Fett. If you, for whatever reason, hadn't watched those episodes, then where Mando season two leaves off, where, you know, there's this huge emotional catharsis, you know, um, the Mandalorian takes his helmet off. He gives Grogu over to Luke. It's like, oh my God, like, are we ever going to see the guy again? What's going to happen with him? Like, it left a lot of really juicy questions uh, left for the audience to kind of ponder over. But then those two episodes of of Boba Fett kind of dialed it back really quickly. And then by the time, you know, on the calendar three years later, we get this Mando season then I feel like a lot of that, like that meat, that like that, that excitement for those questions to be answered had been diminished already, and it was left to okay, well, we need to find another adventure then for these guys to go on, um, and that adventure fell flat just a little bit. There were definitely more filler episodes I felt, anyways, in this season than in any of the other seasons so far. But I'm okay with a good filler episode every once in a while, as long as there's a bit of a payoff. I think somebody mentioned the Pershing episode. When that first episode, or when that episode went through, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I like the tone. It felt a little bit more like what we got from Andor. I thought there was some, you know, intrigue there. And then it didn't really go anywhere. And it was like, okay, then I feel like I wasted my 30 minutes. I think that was my only other complaint is that that, episode was an hour. <laughs> that that episode was one of the longest episodes where so many of the other episodes, we got like 30 minutes. So like such quick and forced storytelling. So, um, I think the downfall of this season is it, it has not made me excited for a fourth season. In fact, the way that it ends with it, like kind of dialing out with like the black dot at the end, like almost like Looney Tunes, like that was like really weird way to, yeah. to polish it off. And it made it feel like it was almost setting it up as a series finale, as opposed to a season finale. And I don't really know where the show is going to go from here. Um, so it's hard to say. Usby says, I don't get that argument though. Uh, you did see the Boba show. Let the normies that don't watch all the Star Wars be pissed about that. Fair enough. 
but I would have liked to see that those episodes in a Mandalorian season. They 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 showed Grogu leaving with Luke yeah. in the Mandalorian. Why couldn't we get a chance to have those episodes in this season? That that would have been the two of the best episodes of this season. It felt disjointed from the what the the story that Boba Fett was trying to tell, uh, or that series. So like yeah, a hundred percent. It's like the Boba Fett show for two episodes had nothing to do with Boba Fett. Yeah, it that's, just, that's it, not it a good excuse. <laughs> and and it and it made fans like Mando more than the Boba Fett in his own show because it they were more interesting episodes. Those episodes would have been better served, I think. Here, I know that they wanted to do a time jump, but then when they didn't really explain how long that time jump is for, even that feels a little bit just like gimmicky. Like they're just kind of stretching the details a little bit to make the story fit as opposed to having a clear direction for where they want the story to go. I think in the future, I'd almost rather see the Mandalorian franchise turn into a video game. If it's going to stay kind of transactional in the sense of like, here's your quest, go complete the quest, come back, we'll give you another quest, you slowly progress your character. I think it could make a really cool video game, but it's becoming less of an interesting uh, show if they don't have a clear-cut direction for their storytelling. So... For me, I would give it kind of a five or six out of ten. I wasn't I wasn't bored. I still I still felt genuinely entertained by the show. It's just not a season that I would go back and watch. Now that I've seen it, I feel like I've seen it. Uh, and I was completely wrong in my figure predictions. I thought we'd see at least a new Mando, uh, Mandalorian uniform, like even with like a blue stripe or like something to to sell figures. And we didn't really get one. Uh, maybe oh, maybe Come the dual wielding pistols. Maybe I guess yeah. at, you know in a white jetpack. Come on, the You're white jetpack. I mean, maybe, but uh, I like uh, the moff the moff DeLorean. Somebody's called it in the past. I I think that would be a cool figure. Um, but even still, I'm not totally convinced that was moff. I feel like it was uh, one of his clones. I think we'll see him again if there's another season. So we'll, we'll see, see how she goes. Ben, I don't know what you're talking Gideon about. Returns. Somehow <laughs> <Exactly>. Gideon returns. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They've got a very clear direction. Book of Boba Fett, Mando was a star. In The Mandalorian, Bo-Katan is a star. Come on, that's like very clear. And then when Bo-Katan has her own show, um, no. I, I actually really enjoyed this season a lot. Despite all of the flaws you all are talking about, I would probably put it somewhere like eight, eight plus um, pancakes out of ten. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the first episode and the uh, Jack Black Lizzo episode were like my least favorites. But then, you know, interspersed amongst all those, I had like a, a lot of really well done, high production value, entertaining episodes that introduced me to a lot of lore, a lot of characters. That as someone who, you know, wasn't super into the Clone Wars or Rebels, um, like stuff that I could get excited about uh, moving forward with the future of Star Wars. But I think you're, you're spot on that. They haven't had a clear direction, so we don't know where the heck this thing is going. Um, we know Ahsoka's coming. They've obviously set that up um, with Thrawn by name-dropping there. So that's something to get you excited. But this kind of reminds me of um, Age of Ultron, a film that I like had a blast with. But a lot of folks were like, they just tried to cram so much into it that it was confusing. And I think you know now with the, the beauty of hindsight, we can look back and say, oh, that was actually like a fun movie. Um, but it did, as like a TV show or as a movie... They don't necessarily work as well. Apologies here. I'm going to pause my camera. My nose is absolutely running here. Um, so, yeah, I think they tried to do too much. It wasn't like a really well-constructed TV show. It didn't have like a really beautiful through line. But as like a, just a week-to-week -week 
piece of entertainment. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I am excited to get more Mandalorian, more Ahsoka show, you know, lead up to that movie. I'm, I'm overall still engaged with the story. Um, but I think you're right, Ben. I'd like to see a reset where it's more of these adventures of the week, more like a Western and less like bogged down in the really intense, um, thematics when it comes to the Mandalorians and all this other stuff. I just need that just a little bit peppered in. I don't need to be the, need that to be the entire through line. I just need Mando and Grogu going on adventures every week. Uh, Sam Giss says, you guys sound like you hated so much. Why would you want a season four? This show was uh, modeled after a 70s style Western villain of the week, task of the week that leads to a big bad. Yeah, that's really how it should be. And I think that's what the first two seasons were. Um, this one felt like it got a bit away from that. So hopefully re- they return to form a bit. Um, any other thoughts on, on this overall season, though, uh, guys? Yeah, I think one of the saving things is the Mandalorian, um, they said, could mean any number of the Mandalorians on the show, right? You got Bogotan, Din Djarin, uh, Axe Wolves, Din Grogu, yeah, whoever. The armor, not Paz Vizel anymore. But, uh, like, that is kind of, like, the only, like, okay, I could see that. But also, like you said, Marco, there was no through line of the entire series. It was, like, eight eight episodes, and it isn't clear that Gideon's the bad guy until the very end of episode seven. Then they find, or they come into contact with him at the end of episode eight, and then episode nine, they kill him. It's like the through line really was Bo Katan's, you know, redemption and yeah. the Mandalorians kind of being saved and then being, you know, Noah leading them through the um, the desert. Uh, or oh. excuse me, Moses, Noah. Whoops, I'm getting my biblical references wow. mixed up there. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, hope Griselda, I hope Gigi's yeah. mom isn't watching. Um, yeah. but anyways, go, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was. I loved all the Bo-Katan stuff. I think you're 100 percent right. I think the man. This season was definitely centered more around Bo-Katan, um, which again just kind of brings up. Well, then why the fuck did you bring Grogu back and focus on all this other shit? It's like, yeah, it, it, it was so odd. It was just it, like I said, it I felt I very feel disjointed. Like, I feel like where Star Wars suffer, suffers lately is because things have been bad in the past everything now going forward has to suffer through setting up those things that would lead to the things that we don't like and so like the initial um premise of the show i think was different than what we got but i really enjoyed the season one season two aspect right it had enough filler versus plot and it it felt it felt good right and this season I think the ratio was off. I think even the filler episodes weren't that great. Like, I, I honestly think that the um, Ice Planet is, like, one of my favorite episodes. It's a filler episode, very self-contained, but it has a great plot, and it shows some character growth, and it also, you know, does a small amount to progress the story. I think it's the perfect filler episode. I feel like in this show, the filler episodes didn't have that excitement for me, and the characters didn't show that growth that we've seen in seasons one and two. Dean has made a great point um, on After Dark, but it's like there was a point in the Lizzo and Jack Black episode where Din had this chance to really show a tremendous amount of character growth in the droid bar. 
and he completely misses the opportunity. And I think if that episode had even just made that one small change, I think it would have made the whole episode and uh, much better and Din's character arc much, much better. The fact that he can now trust a droid after he's been basically lusting for this IG unit all season to say, hey, these droids just want to work. They want to be a productive part of society. And that would have been a huge character moment for him. Instead, he's like, nah, fuck those droids. I'm going to go... I don't trust them. Like, them. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just felt like yeah. there were some things that missed it for me. Um, yeah. I th- I'd... Quick. Yeah, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was going to say, I think when you get into the, the minutia of like filler, filler with purpose, and then purpose-driven episodes, I think you could even look at something that was airing back-to-back with Mando, which was uh, the new season of Bad Batch. There's a lot of filler in it that's not necessarily great, but it's character development you kind of see um you know where these guys are at mentally where their heads are at um growing as not just clones but now as people in a regular society but you also have 16 episodes to do it or 15 episodes so it's like i don't mind the filler as much when you have a much longer time to tell the story but when you're eight 30 minute episodes something's got to give and i wonder how much of this what we're feeling is them modeling a show around a guy with a helmet on and a baby who doesn't speak that really you know progresses very slowly it's like there's only so much progression that can happen with those two characters um you know outside of like what they're affecting in the world around them so that could be some of what we're feeling to answer sam's question though like we had if we hated it so much would we want a season four i would say yes there's lots of television shows that i've watched in my lifetime where there's a season of that show that i don't love but then it ends up coming back and being still yeah. a banger show um yeah. So, like, one bad season to me doesn't necessarily make or break my desire to watch more Mandalorian. I just, I hope that they hear yeah. some of these these comments. But Usby uh, also says here, you know, this season was about world building for the bigger things to come. Uh, and then got Din and Grogu back and going in adventures. Uh, it's also got the Mandalorian uh, back together for an incoming Thrawn threat. I think star wars in general not even just the mandalorian had shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the sequel trilogy though because now we kind of already know that somehow palpatine returns in the future and he's still the big bad like if thrawn is such a threat then what happens to him why is he no not really existent in the sequel uh universe so like it's hard to have an emotional connection to some of the story choices that they can even make because we already kind of know what the future holds that's a challenge though that's something that star wars did to themselves a little bit so i still think that there can be some wonderful content within there and but i don't know if it'll have the same connection for me that uh, that it otherwise would when i don't know the future let's um i did forget to mention this earlier but we did have a community question tonight uh and it'll probably run a little bit long tonight so my apologies um my question was give me a show that you said you would never watch but once you did you really enjoyed it so I don't particularly like Seth MacFarlane's sense of humor. Um, I used to watch Family Guy a little bit, but it became so incredibly repetitive and just not funny to me. And I know like my, my dad, my brothers really liked it. So it was always on and I just, I never really could get into it. Um, and I want to say it was just recently, 
um i think it was on bob dylan or doc smizzle's facebook um i guess galaxy quest the movie is getting a tv show and someone commented isn't that the orville and i was like huh you know i haven't i love galaxy quest one of my favorite movies of all time not really but it's a really good movie um and i was like you know what <laughs> disney plus the orville sure i'll i'll give it a go like you know worst case i waste an hour 40 minutes whatever bro i can't put the show down every single episode has been thought provoking every episode has like you know because i'm kind of watching it throughout whenever oh so jason nelson thanks look at that jason nelson what a guy um even the episodes aren't super great there's a few that i I didn't like i the way that i watch it just with my own schedule is like i'll start it and then i'll kind of finish it a few hours later so usually at the halfway point of the episode i'm like damn like they're they're in a pickle i don't know they're gonna get out of this one and they do and it 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 makes you think and what i like about it is not every episode has a happy ending there's a um sort of a mini arc that happens in the um the first i think it's within the first two or three episodes and there's some very thought-provoking ethics questions that are asked and answered and it's just like damn that's a complex issue and it didn't end on a on a positive note but man it's it's so so good it's such a good show um i i can't i can't recommend this enough and let me real quick let me read the listener comments and then we'll get to what shows you guys have uh have uh, chosen uh bob dylan says i usually avoid cooking theme shows but totally binges with the family it's is it cake uh sean oh, locker that's a, that. that a fun show it's a fun show it's pretty fun my wife kids and i all watched the series and ended up costing us a huge case afterwards because we all wanted some uh ian says two girls one cup of course uh arc seven fordo says fordo but for real severance on apple tv was a show i never would have gotten into if it wasn't for my dad and i'm so glad he introduced me to the show Absolute adam scott banger is such a national treasure and he does a great job leading the stellar cast. Definitely check this series out on Apple TV. Uh, and then uh, Seamus says, my wife got me to the drama love shows. Love is blind and too hot to handle. Fern says supernatural started watching it halfway through the series. It quickly became one of my all time favorite shows. He also says Grey's anatomy Two. Uh, Jeffrey says one piece. Cause the episode count was a thousand plus after a year. I'm on episode nine Oh five. Fantastic. Uh, Zach says, I've loved the Orville since it premiered when Star Trek was in the toilet. That was a beacon of hope. And I think this is Buck here. He says, uh, Kuroku no basket. First time I really watched a sports anime. Quite the experience. Now, I will say a lot of people have asked me to watch uh, The Next Generation. Yes, that's um, what I was going to say. I've That's the one with Picard is the yes. captain, right? Yeah. Okay, so I've seen, I want to say, half the first season. And the pacing was a bit slow for me. And I fucking hated the judge guy. I, yeah. We've talked about him before. I could not stand that character. Um, and then also it got removed from Netflix. So I've been meaning to go back to it because I think there's like five or six seasons of it. So I do, I, do, okay. I will finish that series when I can. Because kind of like what you said with the that emotional roller coaster a little bit, not every episode ends on a good note. And there's a lot of episodes where it's yeah. like, damn, I really that enjoyed that show. Think. The only um, thing that um, uh, I don't want, like, so I started watching X-Files and I loved it. But I, I couldn't watch it anymore because I was watching it on Freebie and every like six minutes there's a minute to three minute long commercial and it was an HIV AIDS commercial, which I have there's nothing wrong with that. But to watch the same commercial every six minutes 
for a 45 to an hour long episode and you're yeah. watching like 100 episodes, that shit gets old quick. And I I could probably memorize the whole commercial by now and it's it just plays in my head the so juice I, ain't I had worth to give the up squeeze. on that. Yeah, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. So Dean, tell me what is your uh your show? Yeah, um I have a, a couple that come to mind. One of them was Game of Thrones. I was like, eh, everyone's hyping this show. I don't know. So I didn't watch it for like, I think right before season seven came out. And my buddy finally talked me into it. And I binged six seasons in like a week. It was fucking brutal. Amazing show. But also, Zach, I don't know if you remember this. Um, One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. You I never watched the second season. I couldn't get into the second season, but I like was just like, I'm not watching this. And you showed me a clip, and I was like, oh, that's actually hilarious. You were like, have you never seen the show? And I was like, no, it just never caught my attention. And you were like, bro, you have to watch it because it's fucking hilarious. And it was, and I loved every second of season one. It was so good. Um, and then currently, right now, my Hero Academia. I was like, eh, it's just a shonen. I'm not going to, uh, I'll skip it. And my cousin was like, bro, you have to watch. He's like, season three? Once season three hits, it's just nonstop. And he's right. It's amazing. So, yeah, those are just a couple. It's usually anime. For sure. Uh, for me, I had a couple as well. I'll do be quick. Um, Boardwalk Empire was one that I got onto and I really enjoyed. Uh, as well as Peaky Blinders. Uh, that was oh the show. Oh my god, yes. I, uh, Everybody was telling me how good oh, it was, yes, and I, I waited for forever to watch it, and then oh, really man. enjoyed that. I could not get into it. I tried about no? like three months ago. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. got through I it couldn't all get into the last season. Or maybe it's the fourth season. I think it's the last one, the one that's on Netflix. I watched the opening scene, the first like 15 minutes, like four times, and I was like, I just... The last scene was such a roller coaster. Like, I don't know if I want to... If I can mentally go through it all again, mm -hmm. I need to finish it though. Tommy Shelby's a fucking banger character, I really and liked, I'm I'm super really upset that the uh, the one six figure of him is so expensive. Even Sam Rainer right? is like four hundred bucks. I know. Uh, and then uh, Trailer Park Boys. I used to really yeah. not love Trailer Park dude. Boys. Dude, a hundred percent. For years, dude. I was like, "What is this Garbo show that keeps showing <laughs> up on Netflix?" Because it would always show up on the homepage. Yeah. One day, I finally watched it, and I literally watched it's so the good, whole dude. show. I think it was only like four or five seasons at the time. In a week, it's so good. So yeah, good. Zach Rainer was always like, "Dude, you gotta watch Trailer Park Boys." I'm like, "Ah, eh, it's not my thing." He's like, "Dude, you have to, you have to." And then you guys talked me into it. And I was like, "It's fucking brilliant." This show the more amazing. you get to know the characters, there it just becomes funnier and funnier. The more you watch it, yes. Shauna, Shauna watches that show on repeat. Like she'll be cooking and she just has it on repeat in the background. So yeah. it's become part of our daily life. And then one last one is the cartoon Bob's Burgers. Uh, that was yes, a show I had a bit of a hard man. time initially getting into, and now it's one of my favorite shows on TV. I love that show. So definitely worth the watch. Dang, yeah. Fun, funny enough, Gigi loves Bob's Burgers. I'm not a so big good. animation guy, and so I was like, ah, like I don't know, it's not necessarily for me. Yeah, it's it's a great show, super pretty fun. pretty damn hilarious. The movie is really good too. Oh, we still need to watch the movie actually. It's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, so so two shows. I was like, these are too stupid for me to get into. But uh, Dave on FX. It's a show about Little Dicky. Incredibly well done. Like just a hilarious, artful, thoughtful show. If you haven't seen it, um, it's it's weird though. So if you like weird stuff. 
Um, you could be really Dave into Dave is fucking awesome, dude. Oh, my God. Dave is so good. The new season. So good. So good. So good. Uh, also, Workaholics was one that my friends were all about. And I saw like a part of an episode. I was like, I don't know. One of my dude. all-time favorite shows. Uh, yeah, Workaholics and um, Broad Perfect City. Oh. oh, Broad City as dude, well, actually. <laughs> Broad City is the female equivalent of Workaholics. It's yeah. so fucking good, dude. I've... I was like, no, nah, this show looks fucking stupid. And I don't even know why I started watching it. And I was like, this is brilliant. This show yeah, is yeah. so good. Broad City, incredible. Broad City, yeah. I think I wa- we watched one episode. I was like, that wasn't funny at all to me. After that, it would got so freaking good. Ben, Parks and Rec, you're right. All-time banger. Yeah. All-time. Uh, Pablo Mesa said Yellowstone, 100%. I haven't I seen that fucking yet. I still haven't watched seen. all of it in like one sitting. Interesting incredible i haven't seen the new season yet but that show's insanely good and cram is saying dave is just a white version of atlanta and it doesn't even come close to the quality of atlanta first of all i love atlanta as well i think the two could stand alone on their own though like they're they're hip-hop related but i think that they're both incredible shows also it's uh, it's always sunny in philadelphia that was another oh, one that i got yeah, onto and i was like fucking hilarious <laughs> for me <laughs> also breaking bad i waited till it was yeah. over I want to watch and I watched all of it. Incredible. And And like all the all the hype that show gets, a hundred percent deserved. That show's incredible. I will say I think Better Call Saul might be just as good, if not better, to me. Wow. It's like breaking bad, but I haven't seen Better Call Saul. Damn good. You know what's damn good, Dean? Our Patreon members. Yeah, our sweet, sweet three beautiful pillars made up of the angels. Here are their names. Ian C.B., Renee Mendes, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valencerina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, Six Guns, Figs, Bad Fish, Toy Cartel, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Krapp, Big Old Fern, Cesar Marquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomonsky, Rick DeGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Irwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, Alan Morgan, Tukothri Wa, Derek B., Arias Portillo, Mark Randolph, Alvin J., Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, D Rock, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Dalmaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Percha, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley. Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. What, what a guy. A bunch of angels. Isn't this his birthday today? It is his birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Brenton. Happy birthday, Brenton. Happy birthday, Brenton. 54 never looked so good, Brenton. You'd love to see <laughs> wow. it. Um, speaking of great people, just uh, Bob Dylan an angel gifted five channel memberships. So um, congrats nice. to DJ toy cartel, Equan Slifer and Dante's Boneyard for your gifted memberships and shout out to Bob Dylan. I know he's been doing that uh, a bit on our channel and we appreciate the support brother. What, what a legend. Angel. Definitely a nice thing. Now for May slash June for the Patreon members, the benefits are the question of the week sticker and the Spooderverse sticker sheet. So all of these Spooderman and the logo, you can, Take them off this beautiful background done by Dean the Dream Martin, and it's a pretty nice size sticker sheet, so very collectible here. One of the best uh, products that we've made, frankly. Um, <laughs> for Patreon, uh, we have the hot seat at $5 a month. Uh, you get the digital benefits. Um, 
and access to like a hundred and something 50 episodes of Ox After Dark Replay. The Sweet Angel tier, you get the sticker sent straight to your door and access to all the other benefits for $7.50. Certified Crispy for $15, the Figure Fix Assistance, and um, all the benefits of the previous tier. We also have the What a Guy. $25 a month gets you the Pog Deluxe set on your first pledge, and you get two copies of all the sticker products that we send. So uh, big shout out to those that support us on Patreon. Drop the link there if you guys want to join uh, but every every dollar we do try to put back into the show. Uh, Patreon, uh, excuse me, we do also have memberships, which is what Bob Dylan just gave out. Memberships start at 99 cents if you're a Patreon member or $2.99 if you are not. You can join the peanut gallery. You get access to loyalty badges and custom emojis. I want to say we're adding three or four emojis uh, very soon, so stay tuned for that. Here's a look at our channel members. We have MojoZ78, Absolute Irwin, LV Avenger702, uh, OMFG Rick, S Beam, Andres IB, Daminator, Sam Gist, Thomas Clark, Benjamin Hansen, Chris V, Big Ol' Fern, Cram, Alvin J, OG Fan, Mark Pearson, Ben Thomas, Paul Schreiber, Andrew Gibo, CC3PO, Carlito, CT603, Eddie Money, Mendez, B Chan, Fat Batman, Justin Sports Card Museum, Philip the Fool, Kinky Spinkter, Universal Key, Eclectic Collector, Tukatri, excuse me, Single Songwriter, Jake, Zeke, Equan, the Everyday Collector, DJ, Toy Cartel, KJ Smith, Adrian Aguirre, Knight, Slifer, Baby Boy 562, Steffi, Mike Oxlong, Just Another Friday Night, Noble Young, One Six Figure Focus, Blue Beetle, and Gotham Cenobites. If you look at the, um, uh, obviously that looks just like text here, but uh, on OG Fans Comment on YouTube, you can see what some of those custom emojis look like. And if you're a new channel member, you also have access to those emojis. So be sure to use them for your uh, gifted membership month. Uh, taking a look at the network, we have um, After Dark tomorrow at 10.30. Uh, we have, um, let's see, uh, Thursday. I don't, Sean messaged me before the show, so I don't know um, what exactly is going to happen Thursday. I think Small Talk may miss one of its cycles. She's got a big work thing coming up, and I don't want him to feel pressured to, you know, let his real job lapse for the fake fake job that we have. Uh, and then Friday, uh, John will be hosting Collectors Club at 10 o'clock. Uh, Saturday, kind of up in the air, uh, but we may try to do Ox PD, if not Sunday. Uh, and yeah, of course, Brenton's question of the week every uh, Sunday and the reissue. I want to say we're planned for the 30th, boys. So uh, Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, real quick, I did want to mention uh, one thing. So... Um, we had a, a talk with, uh, John this morning. We love John. He's been a tremendous, uh, host for us. Uh, so pretty much starting today, uh, John will be taking a step back from Monday night live unboxing and Tuesdays on collecting weekly. Um, in those two years that he's been with us, he's brought passion and knowledge to all of us and the listeners, uh, starting as a guest on the channel and then as a host and moving his way up to, uh, you know, someone that we could rely on for uh, many number of things. Um, so we appreciate all that he's done for unboxing, collecting weekly on Tuesdays and the network in general. Uh, but club will still be Friday nights on collecting weekly. Uh, John will also be posting those on the everyday collector YouTube channel. So we encourage those that uh, are watching to show him love on his Instagram uh, and his channel. And uh, if you guys want to say anything, uh, John's, John's been a tremendous, um, person uh personally and professionally on the show so uh he'll be missed on tuesdays but you know he's he's gonna be uh continuing on uh collector's club fridays and that's that's like the hottest show now so uh be sure to show him some love on fridays even if you're not a statue collector throw him a jumbo 
Uh, but yeah, Dean, uh, Marco, Ben, if you guys want to say anything, um, we can uh, we have a few minutes for that. No, I think yeah. you said it well. Go show John some love at his uh, channel at the Everyday Collector. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, John's always. Um, and I I just said this the other week. We we were picking somebody to single out, and I said John always always speaks his mind, speaks the truth, and in, in, in his heart. And uh, yeah, I love John. So show him some love on Fridays. And uh, yeah, Zach and I will work extra hard to pick up the slack on uh, Tuesdays and Mondays. So yeah, big shoes to fill. Sure. Um, I'm just happy. Cram, I don't. I, sorry, I'm happy I don't I didn't think break he, <laughs> I don't think he hates us. <laughs> I think it's he doesn't hate us. you know we, we both well, maybe we're both he's, <laughs> we're still a friend of the show and we we told John if he ever wants to stop by the seat's always there for him. So he saw uh, pictures of my Superman taken out into the to the fresh like, air oh, and he's it. like, I quit. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I get it. So, it's my fault, guaranteed. <laughs> Nicolio says, we love you, John. I hope you stop by now and again. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, Bob Dylan says, can I still tag John whenever there's a reissue? Uh, absolutely. And it's, it's John, it's, it's hard to really state the success of this show or this channel without mentioning John, because um, looking back at it, he's been a regular on Tuesday for, it might actually be more than like just right over two years. So, I mean, that's a hundred plus episodes that he's been with us and uh, yeah, his contributions, um, his contributions won't be forgotten and uh he's not like dead or anything we still very much a friend so he'll he'll be he'll be on fridays on cw um you know and uh, we we want to show him all that support uh for friday so if you're watching here even if you're not a statue guy do me a favor 10 o'clock friday just drop a jumbo in the chat for john um but yeah so uh movie of the week uh let's let's pick quickly and then we'll, we'll wrap up the uh, show here marco it's your pick yeah, so let's uh, let's go with the Mortal Kombat. I want to say it's a 2001, maybe 2002 film. So the m most okay. recent Mortal Kombat fil film. It'll be on HBO Max for everybody um, who has Fantastic. access to that. So yeah, looking forward to discussing that one because I know it was not a very well liked film. Wait, the uh, newest one? It. The newest? The newest one? I think one. That's like, yeah, that's not like 20, 2018 or twenty nineteen. Yeah. It's it like right when COVID back, happened. Huh? Yeah, it's oh, been a well, while. Well, COVID definitely wasn't 2018 or 2019, so I think well, it's I was not 2001. Than, right. You said 2001. Oh, excuse me. I meant 2021. Apologies. Oh. Not 2000. Oh, I you were talking about the OG Mortal Kombat, Boys. which I just watched again. Yeah, yeah I was like, that's more 90s. Close yeah, like Pablo, I am not Pablo well. I am says, not well. Uh, Zach, for saying there wasn't there wasn't much on the show sheet, this was a great episode. Thanks, Pablo. We appreciate that. Thanks, Pablo. Yeah, guys, John, John's alive. He's We're all friends still. It's just, you know. He wanted to. Uh, he was in the chat back. earlier. Yeah, he was yeah. in the chat earlier. He's not, I will he's say not a dead. lot of love for John right now in the chat. So you love to see it. Yeah, I mean, if y'all want to put some love for me too, like that, you know, I wouldn't mind. Well, no love for probably, not. Yeah. Well, probably not. Well, I have to quit the show and then I'll get some love. Uh, <laughs> collecting <laughs> Weekly, uh, Facebook, Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. If you want to join us, uh, we have like 600 members. So if you if you like the show and you're like, hey, I want to chat with these guys off air where we can have a little bit more one on one stuff, be sure to do that. You can uh, join us on Instagram at Collecting Weekly at Collecting Weekly underscore Clips. And you can still follow John at, at the everyday underscore at the underscore everyday underscore collector. Cram, how fucking dare you, Cram? Um, we uh, yeah, we have we have some great people and friends of the show uh, added this slide um, even before all this stuff happened. But um, be sure to support our friends uh, John, uh, Marco, and Ben uh, on their uh, independent channels. Uh, I believe John is posting the Jeopardy that he does on Fridays as its own video. And then the current episodes of clubs is also being posted on uh, his channel. 
and then Marco does a lot of really fun stuff with LWO, um, all kinds of different things there. And then Ben is just always killing it. Uh, Marco, I think, is yeah, he's kind of hit or miss, but... middling. <laughs> yeah, middling. There you go. Uh, so be sure to show support to the friends of the network. They're uh, all wonderful, beautiful people. Uh, but yeah, do you guys have uh, any shout outs that you want to give? Sam, no, no breaking hearts here, my friend. Michael and Nick Mann, one last time. Hey, Jumbo, baby. Let us know if you got the package that I sent you. Yeah, I don't know who he sent it to. It was one of them. Uh, <laughs> Michael or Nick, so be on the yeah. lookout. Nick, make yeah, sure I... you're looking both ways before you merge. And as Marco said, use the little clicky things to indicate that little the direction. He gets really upset that about turning. that. Yeah. Bro, he's going to be like, what's wrong with my audio? And look down. Oh Cause a huge I crash. I don't know if I hate or love Zach whispering like that. I gotta, I gotta listen back to this. Hey, we did a little whisper. How dare you? I have a beautiful whisper. I have a beautiful whisper. It was, it kind of, it did something to me. I don't Makes know if the it was negative pattern. or positive. That's right. Uh, I will give a quick shout out to uh, the sweet angel Danny Lee. Going to have lunch with him tomorrow. Gigi and I are. So hey, you know, it's what just, a guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just funny that you, uh, you know, I, when I jumped on here, didn't expect to uh, to make friends like like we have. And so, yeah, it's just an awesome community. So shout out to Danny and uh, the rest of the community. Cool. Michael yeah. Mann says it has not shown up yet. Okay. And shout out to John for hooking me up with my uh, with one of my biggest grails of all time, I would say, for sure. There you go. Um, I did want to give a shout out. There's been a lot of people that have been uh, checking out Zach's Wonderland, Z-A-C-K-S dot Wonderland on Instagram. Uh, keeping me busy. I uh, just started uh, working on some some one six scale arc trooper blasters for Fordo this week. There's also, um, I guess this is from Andor. I'm not quite sure what or whose blaster this is, but this is one of the blasters from Andor. Um, I got like a bunch of packages out this week. I've been very busy printing, and um, it's exciting to be able to work with you guys on on like dream projects that you have and. Uh, you know, I'm not like charging like crazy amounts. Like it's, you know, there's people that are Etsy that are charging much, much more, but you know, just enough to keep the printers going and, you know, kind of get me some experience with that. Um, Sam guess says, if you're going to send packages, send John to the shows Tuesday evenings. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, <laughs> big shout out to everyone that tuned in today. It was a very long episode. I apologize. It did run a little bit longer than, than, uh, than normal, but we love you guys. And, uh, yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Love you guys.